There it is. I feel flipped. I know, right? Everything just gets so much better. Uh-huh. I like me being on both sides of the room at this point. I'm on this side. And I'm on that side. And on that side. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Amuse Me TV. It's another day. It's another day. Another day. Episode 50 or 87. 87? 87. Ocho Siete. We're back at it again. I took a little break. I was actually trying to get a podcast in on Tuesday. Nobody showed up. I was pretty disappointed. So, yeah. I guess you didn't call me. Could have called. I didn't know. Could have. I kind of feel like we have an established thing going on here. Okay. So, but I do appreciate that offer. I mean, I don't know if I'd show up, but you could have called. You could have asked. You could have. The only way I would have known is if, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think I just went to Raw and saw someone home. No, yeah, did. Oh, yeah, that was Raw and Sauce. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday in Albuquerque, there's only one open mic, and I went, and then I promptly went home. Uh, that was that. Yeah, how was that one? I didn't get to go that this week. It's just been fucking hectic. How was it? Oh, it's the same. I mean, it's the same exact thing that you would expect at the same exact time on the same exact channel. Can't complain. At least there isn't a mic on Tuesday. But don't you think that there's some days where it might be a little more popping than others, or maybe somebody's there that you don't or do know, or you're just like the comics always tend to outnumber the audience on a lot of the open mics. So, and you know, comics, we tend to know each other's sets pretty well. That's why I keep on trying new shit, try to switch it up, and you only really hear one joke repeated every now and again. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's the same stuff. It's it's a workout. You try new shit, and uh, I did a whole new Drake bit that has been kind of rattling around in my head for a while. It didn't go well, because it's just comics, and now I realize, like, as I was saying, there's like, oh... This shit's been rattling in my head for like three years. These, these, this joke is like three years old. I just never did it. You know, it's, it's brand new, but it's three years old. Oh, just it's been <laughs> bubbling. Yeah. Just been there. Yeah. I guess that's the, like, the sense of like jokes that you just kind of think about. You think premises and things are funny. And then when you have a chance, you're just like, oh, well, maybe I should just actually just throw it out tonight or yeah. something. It, and, you know, that makes me think like, oh, I should have just did it three years ago recorded it and just worked it out it worked it out and just recorded it and just put it out there move on now i've got this brand new joke that i kind of like that's three years old uh, well nobody knows that it, no it's 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 they know why because it's reference it's reference a song that like nobody it's not really on the tip of anybody's mind anymore okay like the point where i actually have to sing it and then they're like oh okay okay yeah Okay, I get it. I know which one you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, 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 okay. But just not by saying the name anymore. No. It, what is it? So it's um, it's uh, hold on, we're hold on, we're going home. Just hold on, we're going home. Just hold on. It's hard to do these things alone. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh. I got my eye on you. Ooh, yeah. So it's a it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a it's a song that's three years old. And then when I said it, I was like, oh, this is like this this is this makes sense. I'm saying stuff that's on my mind that's been in my mind. I took it off the shelf, and here you go. And then as I'm saying, I'm like, oh shit, it. this it's it's old it's old dated material. 
And they did it, does it just go over people's heads where they're just like, uh, uh, wait, what is he talking about? No, it's more like lukewarm. Like it would have been hot if it was still being played on the radio. Okay. People go, oh shit. But it's not. And it's just going, okay, that's a thing. Great. And then you just got to move on. It's so crazy too how like your jokes or joke writing kind of has to stay relevant with the time. I mean, you can write jokes that kind of are like, oh, this joke will last forever. Yeah. But there are like, you know, jokes that kind of have to go with what's going on. I'm going to go with 90% of all the jokes will not go well. And let I me mean, look at like 10 years ago, you go, oh my God, Eddie Murphy, Raw, Delirious, 1986-89 or whatever. That was the best special ever. 10 years later, you know, now you go, I mean, it's funny, but I don't think you can say any of that shit anymore. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that. Yeah, you have to write relevant, but you also want to write kind of more universal shit that like y you can say in 10 years in 20 years, you know, like just kind of universal truth. And I don't know what the fuck that means. It just sounds good. But universal truth. As long as it can get across. Yeah. Through a wide span of audience through a period of time. Like drinking will always be the same. I, I feel like drinking has been the same since we invented alcohol. Okay. You, you, you drink, you get fucked up, you do fucked up shit. And at some point you can make it funny. But, you know, um, look at, like, Lucille Ball. You know, I love Lucy. Uh, her husband came home and was like, ah, to the moon. Like, basically threatening her physical harm uh. at every turn. And everyone was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, oh, no, that shit would not be acceptable now. Yeah, you hear that in uh, one of my favorite shows in the 90s was uh, Married with Children. Yeah. It was so, like, just like, God damn, why am I married to you? And, like, the most, like, It was crazy. Asshole. Now, yeah, now that we look at it, look back at it, it's like... Peg was kind of dope back then. <laughs> Peg was kind of dope. You know? She took all of this. Yeah, like she was, yeah. She is a fucking saint. She took all of that abuse and she still looked pretty good. Like she looked pretty dope. Dude, yeah. She looked pretty dope. You know what's crazy too is like speculating like those fan theories. It's like she probably was just sleeping around the whole time. Ah, that whole time. Peg, Peg is a fucking, Peg Bundy is a saint. God oh damn it. Oh my God. Did you see her kid? No. With that kid around? Kelly? She was just like her mom. She must have gotten it from somewhere. Uh, fan theory fan right the there. <laughs> right Reddit there. slash Let me just fan theory. Start busting those out everywhere. You know, that's the thing. Now that I'm older, <coughs> the beauty of what I enjoy of like living in today is the fact that you can watch shit from back then at, at any moment. Like even up until maybe five years ago, you're married with children, like you couldn't just watch it. You'd go find the DVD, buy it or rent it, and then go. And then you could watch it. Or, you know, even five years before that, it's like if it wasn't on TV, you were shit out of luck. Like... If you missed a rerun, like if you missed it when it first came out, you're like, well, I hope, yeah. yeah, I hope I'll catch it on the rerun in seven years. And then the rerun happens and you miss it. Now you just go, like, I'm watching Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars on Disney Plus, And it's like, this shit's, you know, five years old. And you can watch any episode you want yeah, at any point. Don't miss a beat or anything. At all. And what's crazy is... When it was being aired, I thought, I was like, am I missing episodes? And I kind of just stopped watching because I was like, oh, there's just shit I don't get. But no, they played it out of some weird, uh, they played it out of order for what? whatever reason. Okay. 
and um and then i found like fan theory is like hey if you want to watch clone wars watch it like season one you want to watch you know whatever one two five seven three whatever in that order so i just went back and started watching it in that order and shit makes phenomenal phenomenal sense that's crazy too that oh man the star wars franchise just blows me away with how much it has built to it it's just like hey we have this basic story that we started off with and now they just grew it into what it is now it's like I don't care what anybody says. He didn't think of all this beforehand. At all. At all. But the way that it's grown now, I give him props. I I mean, it's always been kind of like that because with the books that nobody that nobody I know read. Nope. You know. Book. They have a book? Yeah. You go to the bookstore and you just go, oh, there's no way I can start. <laughs> like, this is not like, oh, there's a book a year come out. No, it's like you go to the bookstore and I just remember seeing like 50 books. And you sit there and go, I don't know where to begin. Damn. There was no Reddit back then to be that, like, where do I start reading? It's almost like manga now. Like, yeah. Like, I like, I've used to read manga a lot, and that's just like, oh my God, why is there fucking 250 volumes of this damn thing? And, and I'm okay with it because that, that shit's numbered. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, right. You know, like, you just go to initial D1. Let me just go read that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I get it, there's a lot, but, you know, when a Star Wars, like, you literally had to find someone who had read all of them and be like, this is the way you want to read it. Because they weren't numbered. They were just like, oh, Luke Skywalker there. And this, you're like, I don't know where to begin. It was very intimidating. Okay. I don't know why we're talking about this. No, but do you think it'd be the same concept with the Harry Potter books now? Like if somebody picks them up and they're just like, oh, look at this. I got the this one. Would it be able to read it in chronological order or would it still... I guess, oh, I, I got the third one, but I'm reading that one first because there's so many books of them now. Yeah, I, I feel like Harry Potter is not that bad because I think there's only five books or six books, something like that. Yeah, I think six. Six or seven. Six or seven, right? And then you can also go to Reddit and go, which Harry Potter to, you know, which well, Harry Potter do I start with? Well, that's the crazy thing now, too, is like we have somebody else to always tell us. Yes, yes, yes. So, and, and there's the same thing with like the Dungeons and Dragons books. Like I wanted to read Dungeons and Dragons book, but like going to the bookstore, you just had a thousand books and you just, I don't know where to begin. Dungeons and Dragons would be crazy because I, I played it one time. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I like, so the, the, <laughs> The the problem with growing up in the 80s is that you got a lot of good shit beat out of you. Like Dungeons and Dragons, oh, you couldn't do that. Like you ever want to have sex at any point? Like No, yeah. And then like even comic books. Comic books was not cool in the 80s. Even like the early 2000s. The early it, was, 2000s yeah. it was barely starting. Like I know I got in shit for like, oh yeah, you like Pokemon? That's so gay and like yeah, shit like that. So yeah. I hate that transition. Well, I kind of like it, but... You, you, I think you're kind of at the tail end of the right age. You're yeah. 30, and you kind of like you had a childhood. I had a childhood of like trying to be a man and play like physical sports and kicking people in the face. <laughs> if you haven't kicked anybody in the face, are you really gonna be a man? No, you're not gonna be a man. You gotta fight somebody. Yeah, fight to be a man. <laughs> Red meat, fucking murder an animal, something. Oh man, who's ever- who's online? We've got two people right now. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? Thank you for viewing. We had three, but that person left. Fuck that. No, I'm sorry. Did you get pissed off? I'm sorry. We're talking about Red. He's playing Dungeons and Dragons right (laughs) now. He's like, fuck it. We're done. Have you ever been hunting? I have. I have. I enjoy it. I enjoy it thoroughly. What'd you do? What'd you go hunting for? Uh, I went go hunting for um, uh, elk. 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 And um, this was in New England. And, you know the laws are a little bit more loose so we had uh it was a little bit easier hunt i won't get into details but i did enjoy the the waiting around 
There's a lot of... Okay. <laughs> what I mean easier is there are laws to make things difficult. There are like... Okay. Uh, go ahead. What was your question? The, like, are you talking about like property laws and shit like that? Like, if you own private, so much private land, you can hunt animals there. But if you don't, then it's more restrictive. Is yeah. That- I mean, some states are like that. But uh, I think the more common one... Um, which I did not break. I'm just saying there's laws that make it difficult to hunt is like the, the baiting laws. Like, uh, you can't bait, like set up a feeder to where it's like a machine that basically just periodically drops feed and then the, the deer and the elk come and eat. Right. So therefore you just wait outside and you wait for them to show up and you shoot them. That's like laws that make things difficult. Uh, I will let you know that, uh, we were in an easier setup for whatever reason, but you know, there was like a couple hours where you just sit there and wait and you just don't move. You don't say anything and you just wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's more, yeah. Like bait hunting. Yeah. Bait hunting. And a lot of people like, uh, you know, that's not really hunting. I was like, I'm not trying to be fucking John Rambo over here. I'm just trying to shoot this deer so I've got meat. But it'd be, don't you think the thrill of the hunt is actually exciting? No. Come have, you, on. have you ever been hunting? Yeah, I have. Okay. That like people think like tracking oh, and all that yeah. stuff. That shit's cool. That shit's cool. It's cool for ten minutes. No, ten days later, you're still tracking a goddamn animal you haven't even seen. Yeah. Fuck that. Because there's been some times where my grandpa, I, w- I used to go with my grandpa. Yeah, and he hunted, killed the. We had to go find it after we shot it and yeah. stuff because it takes off and we yep. just like trail the whole thing. Yep. In the morning, we're just like, oh man, well this there looks like there might pass through here. Oh, there's so many cool aspects about it. I think it, I like it. I, I think like that's kind of like uh, watching poker on TV, where you or know, Starcraft. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, well, poker on TV, you know, they just show you kind of the highlights. They don't tell you they're just the highlights, but they 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 kind of abridge this three day game into thirty minutes, and everyone thinks it's all like every other hand. People are just going all in. It's like no. Like with hunting, it's just you're just going hours of nothing of nothing going on, or okay. you're huffing it for hours. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the aspect of it, but it's not. It's like a, it's a complete time suck. I can see that. Okay, that makes sense. I guess I could see that. How did we get onto hunting? We started off with books from oh, Star mm, Wars. Mm, um, mm. Uh, Noen, Noen, right? I'm just saying that. Hopefully, I'm saying that no correctly. N? He's uh, N O W A N. N O W, now an no, now an. Anyways, he said hunt people, uh, bait people. <laughs> that I mean, be... all you gotta do is just set up free samples at a Costco. Let's oh, go. <laughs> everybody would be there quick. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do, do you feel like now when you go to a supermarket or something, it's kind of like cattle? We just all like kind of row through these kind of yeah. aisles, kind of have to get in line, buy our stuff. Everything's all automated now. I think it's. Like, I don't see it so much here as much, but like when I was in DC, I just remember having like almost like panic attacks. Like I'm looking for spaghetti sauce Mm. and you're staring at it and it's literally like a third of an aisle of spaghetti sauce. And then you've got like this one four foot section. It's one brand and you've got like 90 different flavors. And then you go another three feet over and it's exactly the same thing, but a different brand. (laughs) Like I'm just sitting there's like... Prego or Aunt whatever or you know right just so many names just so many and so many so many options so the thing that pisses me off too is when I'm just like there at the store and I'm just like oh, I need some chili beans and I go look at the beans there's no chili beans there chili beans is the in the Hispanic food aisle 
the Mexican Isle. Chili beans, but not with the beans. That pisses me off. So I kind of get your frustration where it's just like you have this like, why is it not more organized or like in central areas where? It's or, yeah. Found. So so it's like it's it's either you have way too many options or it's like your options are spread. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. But then again, you know, there's a reason why cuisine, foreign cuisine is so different. You know, like you go to Ireland, literally that's all they could make was like potatoes, salt. And like sausage, and that was it. Oh my god! You know, and then you go to you go to other places, and there's like so many spices because that's what they could grow. You know, I do enjoy the fact that you could just go to a supermarket and literally anything you want is available. Now it's even better with the super, uh, like El the Walmart super, El Supre, <laughs> like Walmart Supercenter. Like remember when it was just like super, like you'd go for groceries, and then you have to go to a different place to go get your utilities, and mm -hmm. you have to go. Now it's just everything in one spot. Like I fucking like it. I mean, it's convenient, but then again, Amazon. I mean, I know Amazon. That, yeah. I know Amazon's like, it's kind of okay here, but in in DC, everywhere, anything. Like, I lived above a supermarket. I lived above one, and I literally bought almost everything on Amazon. Okay. I just go ah, like anything that wasn't like fresh produce or actual meat. I'd be just like ah, spices order, you know, and it just come deliver. Like I didn't even have to leave my house. Damn. Yeah, I guess that makes life a little bit easier because, like, where do we have to do? Like, if it all comes to us and we get it all prepped and everything done, like, I don't know. That's where, like, human technology and stuff, I think, is going to be so much better. <laughs> Making our lives better anyways. I don't know. I feel like it. that's a cool thing. I like technology. I do, too. You know, that just gives you the option of just being able to do whatever you're doing more. You know, like, uh, uh, when I worked from home... Or, you know, I worked in an office, uh, in the uh, in a field office, and I worked, and then I took that job and I worked at home, and I was way more efficient at home, way more efficient, because you just, I don't have to, I don't have to commute, you know, I show up, everything I want, all my comforts, everything is there, I don't have to talk to anybody, nobody's there to bother me, everything I want is there. I'm way more efficient at home. I guess it makes sense, like, there there is that struggle, too, where you have to go to work and just go to another building and follow the rules of what the other building is and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Like cool. if you have to be at work at nine, that means you have to leave your house at eight. That means you got to wake up at seven thirty. I could literally wake up at eight fifty-five, turn my laptop on, and go. Okay, let's work. You know, the quality of life is better. I could do push-ups at, at my at my house desk. Just do push-ups. Boom, knock it out. While I'm on a conference call, you can't do that shit at a, in a meeting. I mean, yeah, that's true. You can. You can't, but I mean, if you have a desk job, you can be one of those weirdos who's just like, yeah, I like to do squats or just yeah. like yeah. simple exercises to freak other people Keep out. Keep on talking. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, see, exactly, exactly. Just because you got to get that exercise in though. Yeah. Is, is that weird or is that just trying to make sure you have a maintaining your way of life? Yeah. I, I think that for me, it's not weird. Like if I saw somebody doing that in their, in the office, I was like, okay, I'm going to give them at least an hour to cool down. I don't want him want them sweaty talking to me at the fucking meeting and shit. Yeah, why why did he get all sweaty before the meeting? <laughs> I mean you would think that He was doing squats, sir. He was doing squats. <laughs> you get you get it, bro. You get it. I mean squat time, right? <laughs> well see it depends on like the work environment, right? If you got a bunch of bros just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's suck each other's <sighs> dicks. Yeah. That was Wait, what? <laughs> Dumb bullshit like that. Yeah, I uh, I sold cars for like a year, oh, and God. that's what that shit was. That shit was like, 
uneducated fucking kids, just dudes being like, let's fucking sell cars. And we were doing push-ups in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> Who could pick up the car? Yeah, man. It was like the broiest of bro. Because <laughs> you, you give dumb kids good money and, and you, you literally make them work. From cl- open to close, literally seven, six days out of the week. And then they end up having to show up on the seventh day to sell a car. So you just sit there and go, we literally are the broest of bros. Just doing creatine shots and fucking redlining <laughs> it. And just dumb shit. I never want to do that again. That wasn't... Okay, you heard it here, folks. I never want to sell cars again. Never. Would you be any kind of salesman? Yeah, I think, uh, like, especially here in Albuquerque, I... uh I, I just really want to get a day job just uh, and I think the easiest thing to get into is like selling cell phones again I did it back in the day and I just like ah, just sell cell phones fuck it it's good money it's easy you just sit there and just do the work and a lot of these cell phone shops you have enough downtime I can write I can I can edit my video on my phone shit like that um, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to do a call center. There's a lot of call centers in, in Albuquerque for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I don't want to sell cars. I don't want, I just want to be inside, sell cell phones. Cell phones sell themselves. What do you need? Oh, you want that? Great. Here it is. Bye. Yeah. And then, you know, you see four customers in the course of eight hours. I would love to see you deal with an old person trying to get a cell phone. I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. that. I don't like Do you, what what I don't know what questions they would ask, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be pretty difficult. Like I just remember and this was the beginning of when cell phones came out and people were like, "Oh, I don't get it." And they're like, "Here, show me." And you kind of like don't touch the phone and it just kind of like you show me. <laughs> what yeah, I'm not touching here? your phone. I remember there was like when dick pics were just starting to happen on flip phones. This, this woman comes in and she's like, hey, how do I delete this picture? And it's just like her getting dicked down. You're like, I don't fucking want to see that ever again. Fucking uh, hit the delete uh, button, bro. Haven't you ever deleted it before? <laughs> I, yeah. I can see that. Um, any dick pics in your life? Uh, not sent to me, thank God. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, you've heard the joke. I, I talk about how, like, I've been with my wife 11 years. Like, we were married. Um, we're going into our third year, but we've been together for 11. That's, a, that's, that's goals. Yeah. 11 years. We've been, we celebrated dating 11 years ago in January. And, um, yeah, it was, we weren't, there was no dick pics back then, you know? 11 years. Fucking blackberries, bro. I hate when they say that too. It's like, well, they sent dick pics with Polaroids. Like, there was no such thing as dick pics. Nobody was really thinking about sending a dick pic. I want to. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm gonna get tattoos, right? Oh my god, really? Most definitely. I'm fucking forty years old. Let's get fucking tatted. I want like. You should have had it already. Nah, 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 nah. Like my younger self was taking care of my future self, which like now, if I wanted to, if I wanted to go into like a professional career. You know, my younger self didn't make any, any, I don't want to say stupid, I, you know, any rash decisions. So my younger self was looking out for my present day self. And I appreciate that. Now, my now self wants to take care of my 16 year olds. I'm like, let's get fucking tatted, bro. Holy shit. But no, one of the, one of the things like, hey, if, if I was younger, I'd get a tattoo on my thigh of a quarter. So when I took dick pics, like you had something to like measure it to, but the quarter would be the size of a dime. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, uh, you don't get it? No, because you have a huge dick. <laughs> no, because I have a small dick. <laughs> I have a normal size dick, but you want to make it look bigger. But the quarter is a smaller size comparison to your dick. 
Yeah. So yeah, but you want to, you know, when you take like size comparison, people like always put like a quarter. Yeah. So the thing is like this, right? You make it look like a quarter. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. It is right there, and people go, "Oh my god, that dick is fat." I see it. <laughs> I see it. I don't know. That dime was touching my dick, by the way, through my jeans. We, Enjoy that. We, you heard it here, folks. We just throw money around like. Yeah, I got money strippers. to blow. That's how we so, do. So, 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 talk to me. You, you seem kind of stressed out. Your work killing you. Works, works, work. Works, 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 work. I, I don't know. I kind of came from like a, a Mexican household, and it's all about like making sure you have money to live your life and stuff like that. Mm. And coming into comedy now is kind of stressful because there are those moments where I want to just like, I, you hear it all the time. You're just like, you can't really have a day job or you can't really have a job that you have to be committed to you can't really be stuck down on something but i kind of put myself in the situation where i am already here but now i'm introducing comedy to my life and it's just like god damn it the it's kind of comedy's conflicting with my life but i like comedy so much that it's just like fuck i gotta find a way to figure it out i gotta figure it out that's all i'm saying yeah i mean i think we we all gotta figure it out right i mean the the faster we can figure out how to make money the faster we can put it as a priority. Yeah. Until we make money, it's 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 difficult to put. Uh, it's it's hard to prioritize things that don't make you money over things that make you money. You know, we live in a we live in a society, but. Um, but I mean, this is what pisses me off so much too. It's like Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. Is like you kind of put yourself in this like this kind of dome or like this fucked up situation where you can't really get yourself yep. out of yep and yep. that and i kind of feel like that's where i put myself into like i have so much stuff and so many things and like i feel like i have a bunch of priorities in my life now that i just can't fuck around with it did you ever hear that bill burr uh living on a sleeping on a futon quote no okay so bill burr you know bill burr one of the greats uh he says this paper tiger now out on netflix Paper Tiger, out and now, Netflix. Uh, he says this on his um, podcast. <clears throat> Realize that sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing. You know what's worse? Sleeping in a king bed next to a wife you're not really in love with, but for some reason you married and you got a couple kids and you got a job you hate. You'll be laying there fantasizing about sleeping on a futon. There's no risk when you go after a dream. There's a tremendous amount of risk playing it safe. I know. I hear those all the time, dude, but I don't know. It always, like, ah, oh, it hits me so hard. I get it. I get it. It's 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 a little difficult. It get, and, and I know there are some things, like, uh, there's been so many times where I'm just like, fuck, I should just throw all my stuff in my parents' house and just go to California. Fuck it. I have no kids, no real priorities, but then I'm just like, fuck, what if I don't do it? What am I going to do? What if I don't make it? I just barely started to pay this car, and I'm not even done paying it off. What if I can't pay it off? And, you know, all those stupid... Where, where do your parents live? My parents live in Los Lunas. So that's like like 30 miles. 30 minutes, yeah, 30 minutes yeah. So or so from here. Yeah. And they have... Can you live at home? 
I can, but it's so far. I don't want to live out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to live with my grandparents, but they lived in Taos. That's what that was up in. Oh yeah, it's even further. Yeah, that was further. Uh, but that was like I had that same situation where I had a, a, a stable home to live at, and I saved all my money to do whatever I wanted. So I really got into music, and I dedicated myself and bought a whole lot of shit and got a lot of fucking bullshit. It's not bullshit. I it's love, not bullshit. I love it's just, my stuff. It's 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 a very loving word of shit it's just a lot of shit yeah like a mini fridge come on what the fuck i'll tell you this you found comedy earlier in your life than i did i found comedy 30 or 31 maybe 31 i think i'm going into my ninth year and you're about to be 40 i'm about to be 40 so i think i'm going into my ninth year now um and you know i i think um if we were smarter, uh, yeah, I'll tell you the story. Fuck it. I'll tell you the story, right? Uh, I moved, I started acting when I was young. Uh, I was in national commercials when I was like five and six years old, five, six, maybe seven years old. And how did that go? Like, did your parents just like put you out there or did you just kind of get discovered in the corner? Um, my aunt, uh, no, she's my cousin, but she's like the generation older than me, you know, she, so she, we treat her like an aunt, but. She's my cousin. Anyways, okay. either way, she, my aunt slash cousin, she was in the industry. She was like kind of like a model actress, and then she did uh, helped casting um, stuff like that. And she would always be like, "Hey, we need Asian kids. We need Asian, you know, for diversity commercials and stuff like that." And um, at the, the low, eh? yeah. So uh, lie. my older sister and I would audition for these things, and for whatever reason, I would end up getting more of it that more uh, i was uh nailing more auditions than she was and you know my mom was a single mom she was having a hard time like getting out of work and like uh bringing us to the auditions and then going to the show uh, going to the actual filmings and stuff and then you know it, was got, it got kind of weird like my sister would go out for the same parts as i would and i would i would get it um and uh, so my mom was like yeah let's let's put this on hold grow up when you get older, you can you can figure out what you want to do with it, right? So after I graduated high school, um, I, I started to pursue it. Um, I pursued it. I was doing really well in Boston until I moved to L.A. And, um, yeah, you just make a lot of bad life just decisions when you don't know what you want to do. So I didn't find comedy until I was 30. By that time, I'd already, I had already walked away from, like, I would say somewhere in the ballpark of, like, $30,000 of credit card debt. You know, just for whatever reason. But I didn't, if, looking back at it, it's like, oh, I should have bought a camera. I should have bought lighting. I should have bought microphones. I should have, you know, all of this. You know, because I was buying shoes and stupid shit. And I just ended up walking away from it. And um, it it was not a good investment. And I think that if I had found comedy in my 20s, then I probably would have done the same thing. But it would have been more for, like, gear and, like, financing my own, like, production studio of some sort. But... I was stupid. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I feel like I'm a little bit lucky coming into comedy now because I'm like, I compiled all this stuff because of the random stuff that I did throughout Mm -hmm. my years. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I want to be a photographer. And I got these cool lights and threw them on now that they're perfect lighting for my podcast room. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. These microphones were actually used for recording for my band. Dope. And I was just like, fuck, dude, these are perfect. These look amazing. They have great sound. And it all just compiles after time. And... It just, yeah, and I would I would have done all of that with the money I put on credit, just max out the credit cards, fuck it, 
and then walk away from it. But you know, you're fucking stupid. I was, I, I was not thinking podcasting wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. Um, stand up video production was kind of a thing, but I was like, ah, that's, that's not me acting. That's me being a video producer. I don't want to be a video producer. I want to be an actor. Yeah. Cause the earliest camera that I have was actually remember those flip cameras. Yeah. I had yeah. one of those. And so did every YouTube star back in 2006, seven, eight, nine, that's 10, how it all started. you know, um, but I didn't buy one of those, you know, I just, I bought frivolous shit. I don't think I own anything that I bought with the credit card debt that I that I walked away from. Holy shit! You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, if that, and again, if I was smarter, I'm like, oh, I would have bought a video editing computer back then, and you know, X Y Z stuff that I could turn around and sell for something. But you're dumb. You didn't. I was dumb. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So um, yeah, I kind of look back and uh, I wish I had found comedy earlier in my life. How do you feel now, though, that you actually don't have like a I guess you. I guess that's not really like a, like an anchor or anything. But you kind of can just like go anywhere you want to go. Feels fucking amazing. But the problem is, it's kind of like I have to really figure out if I can make money, it like come out in the green. So the thing is, like, yeah, I can get booked in a lot of cities. You know, for two, three, four hundred dollars a show. It's not the best gamble because it's going to cost me. Two three hundred dollars to fly there, and then it's gonna then it's gonna cost me a couple hundred dollars for the hotel, and I could do it and maybe break even. But are we in the business of of breaking even? Not anymore. I mean, it's it's got to be worth my worth my time and money at yeah, this point. Yeah, trying to make money yeah, off of this. Yeah, um, that's the thing with comedy. It's like you can if if you really do well in connecting and networking, you can. You can string that shit along, that shit along. Like, you know, you go to Milwaukee for a couple of days and you go to Chicago. You just drive over to Chicago and you drive over to Cleveland and you drive back. Da, 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 da. But next thing you know, you're gone for three, three weeks out of the, um, three weeks out of the month. And, you know, it's, that's, that's, I don't want to be a road comic like that. What's up, y'all? King, what is up? Thank you again. We haven't, he Can. just said, he just said late night edition. What up, Kang? Late we're, night edition. We're just here hanging out, uh, talking learning more about Lloyd. that's crazy again it's 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 intense comedy is intense like last night i did the show at sidewinders uh well how'd that go that was actually pretty decent like it was a good show and so the way it works is actually kind of weird because it was the burlesque comedy show right. right so it was a variety show uh the burlesque dancers went up and I kind of felt like, oh, man, I, I got to, like, step up my game somehow. So I actually wore some really sexy-ass tights, and I took them off. Or I took my pants off, and I wore tights up there. But they tipped me. <laughs> and that's weird. Because <laughs> it felt like it, it kind of felt like it wasn't for my comedy. It was for my body. And yeah. It, and how it, does it, it feel? It makes me like, what the fuck? It's weird. But, yeah. That, that, I don't know if that should be a gimmick now because it actually kind of no, was no, no. funny. Don't don't do gimmick comedy. Don't do gimmicks. Don't do props. Don't <laughs> break out my hat. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> here's a plastic hamburger. <laughs> like, don't do that. So so okay. Here's an example. Remember? Uh, well, you know who Burt Kreischer is, right? Yeah. The machine. The machine taking awesome off machine. his shirt. Yeah. That's a gimmick. It is. Is it bad or is it good? I mean, yes. Yeah, a piece of me. They love these legs. Anyways. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. Um, he seems, knowing him and following his career well well enough to know, like, he is a different person when he 
takes off his shirt. Like when he was doing comedy before he took his shirt off, it was okay. It was like, you know, and then he's just this different person. Um, he's a different comic, same person, different comic, like confident, oddly enough, confident, like fucking reckless. Like he doesn't fucking care. And I think that that is kind of parts of what you need to be a comedian. Uh, does it, does it, um, evolve into taking your shirt off and just being this guy? No, but you could tell like knowing Bert off of, uh, or seeing, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't know him, but like seeing him off stage, you could see like he was having fun with his friends, hanging out, drinking. And then when you see him on stage, you're like, Oh, that's something different. And then when you, when he took his shirt off, it's like, Oh, that's the same person. That's the person off the stage is on the stage. Okay. You know, does that make sense? There's not a differentiate. Uh, there's not two difference between the two. No, 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 no. Cause before there was, it was like, Bert the comic and Bert the fun-loving fucking guy full of energy off sta- off off stage, and then it was like this weird disconnect. But when he took his shirt off, it was like, oh, that's the same guy. It's the same guy without a shirt on. That's it makes sense. It okay. makes phenomenal sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, some gimmicks work, King said. Yeah, I mean some do, but you know, have you ever you never been a fan of prop comedy? I mean, if you're going to be a prop comic, did, I mean, you gotta char- be, you did, gotta be prop comic. Like, you, you gotta commit carrot top. Like, yeah. every joke has to have a fucking prop. Like, you can't just be, oh, here's some jokes. Oh, no, here's a prop. And it, it's, it's to me, it's one or the other because, oh, okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like be you. But I don't, yeah, you don't want to be. So what happens when that joke gets old? You just could keep on carrying a rubber hamburger with you like hey guys i remember here and and that's sort of the weird thing about being a, a prop or a gimmick comic is like people want that gimmick you know he does the machine at every show um dice clay he was a gimmick yeah you know like i've heard that story he's now become dice clay like everywhere he goes fucking the hey. denim hey oh like the cut off denim jacket and the fucking cigarette like that's not him but that's who he had to become because he's a gimmick. I don't want to. I I want to be able to evolve. This is what I'm talking about this time, and the next time I'm not talking about this shit. I'm talking about something else. I'm not a gimmick. And that's that's what I want. I am me, and as I evolve, I hope my fans evolve with me. I get that. I understand. Here's a fucking hamburger. Hey, do the hamburger bit, Angel. Because I wanna. I do want to incorporate music somehow into comedy. That'd be cool. Yeah, that that happens a lot. That happens a lot. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, like Adam Sandler or anything. But, I mean, it'd be cool to kind of like joke around. I've done some things where I kind of improv over like a a guitar chord. Mm -hmm. And then whatever goes on in the room, I'm kind of improving off of it. Yeah. Which is easy, but yet harder to make it funny. Are you familiar with Jared Guzman? I no, I don't. Okay, yeah, look up J.R. de Guzman, and uh, he's a Filipino cat from the Bay, and he's uh, he's a guitarist, and he just writes songs. I mean, he has jokes in between. It's not just all music, but like he has jokes that support his music. His music is funny, and then he just has different songs, and it's um, he's a great guy. Uh, back account, I think that's what it is. Welcome back, Loy. He said, welcome Oh, back. what up? Sorry. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> Thanks. Hey, hi. And then King said, Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, he's not really a stand-up comedian. I don't think Sasha Baron Cohen... He, Sasha Baron Cohen is fucking brilliant. Let's start with that. But... Um, actor? He's a, definitely an actor. So this guy you're talking about. Yes, J.R. Guzman. What up, J.R. Deguz? Deguzzi! Yeah. 
So he does singing comedy, but still does bits in between it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, his hour, <laughs> I think, I mean, he probably does about five songs in an hour, but and he does bits in between. Uh, okay. That's that's not Jared Guzman. That's, that's not him. That's not that him. is not him, everybody. Yeah. And that's Jared de Guzman, an older one. That's a, that's a young, a beautifully young Jared de Guzman. And that's Mike Eiley, early. How old is he? I don't know. I don't want to. I opened for him. Uh, I've opened for him a couple times when he was when he came to DC. Um, funny cat, funny funny cat. Nice. Well, that gives me more confidence. Yeah, just I mean, Bo Burnham, of course, in a. I mean, he does it too, right? He doesn't really do a lot of bits. He kind of introduces his his bit is just introducing the song, and then he does a song, and that song is funny. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely different ways to go about it, and there's no musical comics out here. Oh, Kevin Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy is kind of a musical comic, kind of. Anyways, I shouted a Ke- oh, shout up. What up, Kevin Kennedy? Food stamp gaming. Welcome what up, food back. stamp? Food stamp. Welcome back. I fucking love you, bro. Thank, Thank you for, for joining. Thank you for joining. And King said, "You're right." With the Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. Like, I don't... Uh, it's fucking Talladega Nights. Fucking hilarious. Sasha Baron Cohen. Talladega Nights. Oh, yeah, he was the... Formula... Uh. The period. <laughs> what was the fucking... Is this a French guy? Yeah, but I forgot what the car he drove was. Formula for. One. No, but the... The Perrion or whatever. Oh, Perrier. Yeah, Perrier. Formula uh. Food Stamp Gaming said What do you think about Andrew Schultz Andrew Schultz uh, Is He's a beast He's a beast First of all First of all But he's a racist Is he? No I'm just kidding I feel like every time he does His uh, crowd work though It's always depicting of race Yes It's like no other Like there's no other crowd work to it Besides like picking on somebody of their race When he does it it's pretty common. It's pretty easy. I mean, yeah. <coughs> hey, look at you. Hey, straight from the rice house to my house, it looks like. Oh! See? that That's that's all he... I feel like he does that way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you know... It's, shout so, out, shout out to him. I, I fucking... I would love to open for Andrew Schultz. Um, but I, I think that... Um, the big thing about Andrew is like he couldn't get his special sold. So he said, fine, fuck it. I will film it myself. DC Improv, what up? That's entrepreneurship. And then just upload it. Because I think that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, 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 really embracing this as like a concept now. Like I'm thinking about filming my special here, just doing it myself and just, just putting it on YouTube. Because at the end of the day, it's like once your special's out, you stop doing that material anyways. Right. So now your last special or any of your specials become your calling card to get booked for the next thing. So you can build your next hour so you can film your next special. Okay. So the thing is, like, for me, I've been doing all of this material. You know, there's jokes I've been doing since my first five minute set. You know, like there's there's bits and there's resemblance. There's bits in there that I still use. It's like, fuck it. Let's put it down. Let's get rid of it. And let's force me to start all over again, you know, because right now it's like I've got eight years of jokes that I can just go back into the well with and just go, oh, here's here's a joke. Here's a joke. Here's a joke. So is is like the special once you get it going? Is that your resume? Yes. Just, In my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Just so that for the next time you're just like, hey, guys, uh, book me, book me, book me because this is what I do. Yep. And then while you're getting booked, you're working on your next resume. Yep. yep. 
Yep, exactly. Interesting. Because it's 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 the it's so much like music, but the exact op- like there's so many similarities to the music business, but the things that are not in the similarity contest uh, column, it's the exact opposite. Like I can't do the same jokes in every city year after year it's like it's got to change you know once the special's out nobody wants to hear the special shit they they want to hear new shit you can't just have a greatest hits album of in comedy in theory right you can't tour on it um so yeah i'm I'm ready i'm like i can do 30 minutes with my eyes closed let's here's just do 30 minutes i'll do 45 take the best 30 and then at least i've got you know, another 20 minutes, I can kind of build another special around. So when I go, I can actually do more material. Uh, but you're not any, you're not anyone until you're somewhere. And you're not somewhere until you have content out there. That's true. Does it make sense? No, that that's very true. It's like, oh, I'm a rapper. Great. Where have you been? Let me hear your shit. Oh, I don't have any shit. Okay. Then, I mean, are you a rapper? <laughs> Cause, you know, yeah, because I actually that's that's very true. It's so crazy. I actually recently posted an update of how many subscribers I've had on my YouTube channel. I'm just like, hey, I did the podcast. This is from last year, which I had 157 dope to this year, which is 266. Mm-hmm. And somebody I posted on my Instagram and the, this girl was like, oh, oh, that's so sick. Do you post it anywhere else? On Spotify, iTunes, mm-hmm. anywhere else. And I said, no. And she's like, that's sad because you should. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, fuck, I'm slacking. I need to do way more about promoting this more, being yep. able to throw it out there, letting people know like th- that this is actually like a thing that happens all the time that I got to do more. Promotion is actually a lot harder than like I thought, you know, that's one of the hardest things I feel in comedy or anything. The music industry, it was always so hard to promote ourselves all the time, keeping like it constantly going and the same now. It's like you got to kind of like let people know, hey, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm here. I'm doing this. Also, you know, we're artists. You know, I think there's two types of people in this world, artists and business people, you know, and we just want to create the best art. We let's do it. Let's let us do the art, and then we'll have somebody figure the business. And that's why the record business is so fucked up for so many years. Because you have these people just taking advantage of the artists. So just sign here. We'll take care of everything. Da da da. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you know, I'm a victim of it up until basically now. It's like I will do everything now. Anything that needs to be done, I'll edit the video. I'll fucking. I'll figure out promotion. I'll figure all that shit out because I don't. I can't afford to pay someone to do it. But four years ago, five years ago, I was like, I just want to be funny. I just want to be funny. I just want to write the jokes, tell the jokes, and go home. And I don't want to be the best podcaster. I don't want to be the best podcast editor. I don't want to be the best fucking graphic designer. But now it's like I got to be decent at everything. Yeah. You know, and that is a real hard pill to swallow, especially for most of us artists who are, for the most part, pretty lazy. Yeah, because... There's so many people that are funny, but yet they don't push their stuff out as much. And there's so many other people that are pushing their stuff out a lot. That are not funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's crazy how, like, the demograph of, like, how to get it done is getting done. Because, I mean, I don't want to drop names, but there are people that, like, run their own shows and stuff. And they, like, do some amazing things, but they're not as funny. Like... And, you know, and, 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 and I, will, I will take their defense for just a brief moment. It's like, it's difficult to run a show. And then when you run a show, it's like, do you want to take the money and or do you want to give money out to people? And Dude. the problem with the problem is that is like if you run your own show, right, you, uh, you're paying me to run a show. 
But the thing is like, now I got to host because I don't want to pay somebody to host. But the thing is like, that's why you run a show. You run the show f- so you can actually run the show and not host. Pay the, pay the host the 20 bucks or whatever it is to host. And then you can do your longer set wherever you want because you're running the show. But people here are still kind of like, that's my show. I'll host. I've never seen anyone that's running the show not host. Ah, uh, okay. So for me, like, I would run the show. I would host most nights, right? Because it's save myself the money, but like enough to like, where I'm writing the bits, I'm getting the bits polished enough, and like, okay, on hell, why don't this next week you host the show? Can I get? Can I give you twenty bucks to host the show? Great. And then I put myself in for ten minutes in the middle somewhere. Okay. It's my show. I can do what I want, right? So, you know, comics go up. Right when the crowd's kind of warm, that's when you put me in. I do my 10, 15 minutes, whatever the fuck I want. It's my show. And then I give it back to you. I pay you your $20 and we're, we're done. You know, like, but hosts here, they or showrunners here, like, oh, it's my show. I'll host it. But are you getting better? Or are you just getting better at hosting while you're running a show? Okay, because then it turns into like, oh, I'm hosting a show. Oh, but I got to try out new material. So I got to end up pushing a lot, a little bit more stuff out or tr- pushing it more than I have to. Because I learned that when a, a few of the, I've done a host a few times. And there are those differences where you host and if somebody does really, really good, there's no need to talk. You, there's no need to keep going on about mm-hmm. other jokes and stuff. You just keep the flow going with introducing the next comic. A host is a different skill set. It's not, yeah, hosting is a completely different skill set. And, and I think that for the most part, comedy clubs, your job is to basically get everyone facing the right direction, maybe remind them of some few of the householding, you know, don't record, fucking two drink minimum, whatever. And then you introduce the next person. Now, if you're if you're running like kind of a showcase, your job might be including setting the table. So the comic tears the roof off. You need to set the table, bring it back down to the middle somewhere. Comic bombs, bring it back into the middle somewhere. You know, like that's your job. But for the most part, your job is not really to be funny. Your job is like, hey, guys, the show's this way. Oh, okay. The show's starting. My name is this. You guys ready for Naked Show? Blah, blah, blah. You know, five minutes later, here, here's your future comic. Your job and your job as a future a feature comic is, is different from hosting. And your job as a headliner is different from the first two. It's like people think it's the same, but it's not. It's different skill sets. Explain. Okay, so starting off, openers, where's that? How is that skill set from openers? I don't. I feel like opening and host in my book, hosting and open, uh, hosting and opening are kind of the same thing, right? Um, or in that case, maybe even feature. So uh, your feature is like, hey, you need to be twenty five minutes entertaining. That's it. Twenty five minutes. You, you know, you don't want to bury the you don't want to bury the uh, the headliner, right? And you just want to be funnier than the host. The host is just just funny enough to let everyone know, hey. The comedy show has started. Two drink minimum. Fucking tip your, you know, tip the bartenders. Let's go. Here's a joke. Here's the fucking first guy. Great. Your first guy was great. Here's the guy you came to see. You know, that's kind of the job. Or, you know, um, I think if you become really 
if you become a draw where you're selling tickets, people come to see you, you become famous enough, you could host. You run your own show and you go, hey, I'm hosting. I'm going to do 15 up front. And I'm going to do five in between any comic I want. Why? Because people came to see me. It's like it's Lloyd Lee and friends. People know me. They come uh, see me. Okay. And I kind of will do whatever I think I want to do. You know, and then what I'll do is I take the headlining money and then I just pay someone to close out the show and pay a feature or whatever. That makes sense, too, because, like, you're kind of, like, in charge of the whole show. So if they came to see you, you can kind of dictate what's going on. Exactly. Instead of, like, if you're putting on a show, like, just to get people there. It just depends, like. Exactly. Because some people do bring other people more than other people, right? Right. You're just like, oh, this guy brings a lot of killers, so might as well have him on. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a lot of guests. You know, I got a lot of guests. Bro, I I brought 10 people. Can I get more time? Yeah, you brought 10 people? Fuck yeah. I'll give you a little bit more time. But it's like, if I'm the guy and I don't want a headline, you know, I'm going to go out there and just fuck around. I'm going to open the show. People know they got what they came for to begin with. They came to see me. Give them 15 minutes up front. That's hilarious. Does that really work if, like, you're like, hey, I brought 10 people. Uh, do I get more time? And then, but you're really bad. Do you still get 10 more time? I mean, I'd give them more time. They're, like, just supportive. I yeah, guess. but I'd put them closer towards the end because once he gets off, regardless how funny he is, people are going to leave. Okay. So, you know. Maybe you, you did bring 10 people, but those 10 people are going to stay whenever they want to stay. Yeah, so they're going to go. You're going to, if you brought 10 people, I'm going to put you, co- if not closing, <laughs> I'm going to put you closer to the end. Yeah, you, like, normally it's five minutes. If you want nine minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. You know, whatever you want. 10 minutes, I'll give you 10 minutes. Normally, people are bringing 10 people. Uh, That's a a showcase. (laughs) But yeah, you know, for me, it's like, uh, and and I remember I did uh, did a show, and the show started at 9.30. I got on at 1.45. And the thing was, 9.30, the show started at 9.30. I brought 15 people. This is the very beginning. And this was like, I did not intend, you know, I brought my wife because it was at the comedy store. I brought my wife and my wife brought a friend and then um, my wife's friend brought another friend and that friend brought four friends. So by the end of the day, it was like 15 people, right? And nobody brought more than like two people. So they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they were dicks about it too. They were like, yeah, they were like, yeah, we're not, um, we don't have a lineup yet. But this was kind of, uh, Angel, you're going to go first, and then John, you're going to go second, and Robbie, you're going to go third, right? And then we'll figure out the rest as it goes. And I'm young. Uh, okay, great. You know, hoping I can get in the middle somewhere because I brought 15 people. Can I get in the middle where, you know, and then um, fucking going, 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 going. People are leaving, people are leaving. And then, and then the producers, what up, y'all? And the producers went before me, introduced me, and I was like, hey, you know, it's 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 one forty five. Can I just do fifteen minutes? And they go, yeah. I mean, we're gonna light you. We're gonna light you at, at six anyway. So, wow. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, we waited all night. Literally, we're literally like the last people in there. And then the producer performed before me, and I was like, that's fucked. So that's when I really realized, like, yeah, I've got, I have to skew my way of like how how shows are run. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you bring 10 people to, to your showcase, normally I'll give you five minutes. I'll, you bring 10 people, I'll give you 10 minutes. No fucking problem. No, I'll give you 10 minutes. No fucking problem. You'll get At the minutes. fucking end, bro. That's so crazy. Yeah. Well, now I know if I end up closing a show, I know why. 
Yeah, because you brought more people than anybody else, and they don't want them to leave. That's crazy. See, that was so what was cool about the band thing is like if that happened, they never really put your band at the end. Like, really? Yeah, because your band is not a headlining band. Like, you, they brought touring bands like out of state. Okay. And you were obviously bands that opened up for them. We mm-hmm. opened up for them. Then most of the people came to see us because we're the opening band. Like, we're the local favorites. And then once touring bands hit the stage, like everybody was dipping. So that's that's crazy that that dynamic doesn't really work in music. Yeah. Because they would just leave. Like unless they knew the touring bands or they knew there were going right. to be something good, they would stay. But most of the times they only came for their local bands. And that's kind of why most places will bring, will, uh, will have a local guy be the host or the, the feature for the headliner because the headliner can't sell all the tickets and they just need a little bit of extra help, lo- local help. Okay. They're like, Oh Lloyd, can you bring, you know, <laughs> you know it's like, fuck. Um, cause I know, uh, Zach did a hosting job mm-hmm. this, uh, yeah. today actually, right? I don't know. I think it's today or something. I saw it on. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him in a while. I saw him, but you know, um, just out here on the ground. Shout out Zach, a beta. Hey, baby. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, comedy, comedy is that crazy thing where we are in a golden age and we can see like, if you can fill seats, you make the rules at this point. If I knew back then, I would have been like, oh no, I'm not going at the end. I'm not going at the end. I'm going in the middle somewhere. If I'm not going in the middle, we're all leaving right fucking now. And I will pay for all the tickets. Like I'll pay back everyone that came to see me, who didn't get to see me. We're fucking leaving. If I don't go in the middle, I'm fucking leaving. They would have probably listened. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Because oh, you're gonna you fifteen out of the thirty people. You're gonna get literally half of the audience to leave in the middle of the show. Okay, fine, fuck it, whatever. Go in the middle. That's crazy how that works. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't know. I maybe maybe it won't work. In my mind, it works. You know, like do you want half half the fucking you know crowd to leave like. I'm gonna. We're gonna wait for you to get on stage, and then we're all gonna fucking leave in the middle. Of your set. That makes that would be funnier though. It'd yeah, make more sense. I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, so it's, it's as a comic, you kind of make the rules. If people come to see you, it doesn't matter actually really what what you do. If you're if you're selling tickets and people come to see you, you actually have the upper hand. You have more of the leeway. Yeah. Do demand what you want. Leverage, as King says. <laughs> Amen. Fucking love you, King. You know what's up, man. Shout out. Thank Shout you. out, King. That's what's up. King, where are you from? Yeah, let us know where you're from. Where you where are you listening from? Let um, us know. Yeah, man. Comedy comedy is that crazy thing. There there's a there's a lot of different uh, models to to it all, you know, and I would say um you just gotta find what, what works for you. You know, uh Russell Peters would not be um it would not be out of the ordinary for him to be hosting a show. And it, he's not even on the billboard. It's like one of his friends is, is headlining and he'll just fucking host. Why? Because he just wants to work out material. Okay. You know, fucking, hey, what's your name? Okay. And then you start running a bit on this guy, you know, because you can't, because you're a host. Nobody came to see you. Nobody even knew you were there. But you still. But you get to do what you want. Yeah. Because you're fucking Russell Peters or, you know. Somebody really. Yeah. Played. Uh, King, I'm from Cali, but I'm currently lost in the Midwest. I'm from L.A., bro. Actually, I'm lying. I'm from Boston, but I spent the last 10 years in L.A. I started comedy in L.A. And now he's in the Southwest. Southwest, Southwest by South... 
west. It's pretty deserty out here. We're on a fucking mountain, bro. We're 5,000 feet up. We're in the desert, dude. I'm in the Mile High Club because I had sex with my wife up here. It doesn't count. I think it does. I'm literally mile high. Maybe like if you were doing it on a porch swing or something because, you know, it's moving and, and, and so high. Of You're ocean. gross. You're a fucking sinner. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah, it's like less, let just boom. Boom. And it just no. Once you start rocking the motion, it's good. Okay. What else? This what is, else? You, what else you got? This is coming from me because I totally get. Yeah, they say because it sounds like you guys say. Oh, Let fuck. me tell you about my rocking chair experience. You fuck Nana. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, the new Mulan movie is about to come out. Dope. Guess who won't watch it? This guy. Yes, Why? Because I don't care. He'll be the first one there. I, I will say China has been super progressive in their um, transgender efforts. Fuck no. Did you know? Okay. It's you, a joke. Mulan. No. No. Okay. That's true. But that's that was a joke. You reminded me of something that kind of pissed me off recently. I thought I, lived, I, thought I triggered you for a second. I was like, oh, <laughs> do we have a lot of transgender audience? Is that, uh, did I just offend them? Fuck. Uh, do you know what the South China Sea is? Yeah, it's a, it's the south. It's a sea in south of China. Do you know? Uh, do you know how regulate? How it's supposed to be regulated? Yeah, they they kind of just start dropping bombs and that shit all the time. Okay, so technically, uh, anything that's a coastal line of the sea, yeah, anybody owns. I think it's fifteen nautical, nautical miles of it. That makes sense. Okay, yep. so uh, it's all of China's sea, and then it goes into other countries like yep. Vietnam and Laos and all that stuff. Right. China claims that if it's more than 15, more than 15 miles, their whole thing is way more. And they're actually creating little islands off of this shore oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, that yeah. they can actually claim more of the land. You realize that we are now banned in China because you're talking anti-China. I fucking love China. <laughs> I fucking love China. I'm, okay, it gets worse. Do you know that most of the globes that get distributed to the United States are from China, like all the globes yeah, of the that's world. Fine. Okay, so they are actually depicting the South China Sea without the actual measurement oh, yeah, 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 of the yeah. fifteen nautical miles. Yeah, yeah. They're they're putting it as like, oh, China owns all of this bullshit. We literally just got banned. We can never go to China now. Thanks, China. I'm pissed. I do not endorse. Any of these anti-Chinese sentiments? Aren't you like fifth generation? I am, but Don't I you, come no, on. I'm not trying to get banned on going anywhere. Were you trying to get a set done in China? Yes, I've done. <laughs> I've done. I've done Asia. I want to go to China. Not now. Not at the moment. Just in general. Oh man, that 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 is crazy to me. That yeah. just proves that they, well, uh, they're dictating what we should learn in the world. Nobody fucking looks at the globe. It, <laughs> Nobody looks at the globe. Ah, oh, man. Nobody even wants to go to China right now, okay? That's true. Nobody wants to go because everyone's afraid of this racist fucking coronavirus. Is it racist? I don't know, but fucking racists come out at night. Racists come out at night. Uh, there was something else that was just tweeted just a while ago about the coronavirus. Direct General says the world is at a disinfective point. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. I, I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't even play a doc like I failed out of school so bad that I can't even play a doctor on TV. Yeah, you can. Races come out at night. He can do it. 
Races come out at night. Okay, so here's like this little thing that shows uh, all the confirmed coronavirus oh, cases. 82,000, which is actually not In horrible if you think about it. 78,000 is from China. Uh, 1,700 is from South Korea. 750 are on cruise ships, apparently. <laughs> I love how they're using emojis for this. Hey, let's just try to color it up. What is that? Italy? Hey, it 400. Like Italy. Japan. 186. India, 141. Um, Malaysia, 93. Uh, really? Yeah. Dang. Keep going. America, 59. Um, I don't know what that is. I clicked on it. <laughs> Click. Uh, it's just going to show us the map. Mm. They're not going to actually show us. Hey, look, all these only have one case. Lucky bastard. That's weird. That's the same flag. No, look at the color scheme. Oh, you're right. Fuck. Yeah, that's Thailand. This one, 40. I don't know what that is. Maybe Bangladesh. That's, uh... I get, I get... No, that's not England. That's uh, Australia, New Zealand. I get them mixed up. Okay. <sighs> fucking public... Fucking public schools failed me. No, he did good. He did good, everybody. Give it up for Loy, everybody. I want to go to China at some point. You do? I mean, not really, but I would like to have those options. I don't want to, like, say some anti-Chinese shit and then, like, try to then like book a gig out there and then, like, get denied at customs. Well, I'm not saying I hate China or anything. I'm you just, just Did you just say you hated China? I don't hate China. You didn't just say that? I don't. Mm. But there are some things that disturb me about China. Like, So it's bad. So you're saying China's bad because they, they disturb you. Disturbing is not the same as bad. That's the f okay. I think something's got lost in Chinese translation. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think you're everything's getting muddled here <laughs> very badly. I think they're never gonna let you in. Not even not no nothing. Uh, Kang legally insane was asking oh, what Canadians numbers of Corona cases. We just missed it. I think it was probably three. Uh. <laughs> It's cold up there. The fucking coronavirus can't live out there. Menicide said, hello, what is this shit? This is Muse Me TV. Thank you for joining. If you're not following, you should be. Make sure to subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Because we're here hanging out with Loy. Loy Lee in the studio. What's your what's up? It's your boy. It's your boy, Loy. It's your boy. It's your boy, Loy Lee. Um, I got a podcast that's coming back. Uh, I've been on hiatus because I moved here and I just haven't had my studio equipment set up. Uh, it's called the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. Short, pale, and handsome podcast uh, found everywhere. And then I think we're going to start a sports podcast. Really? I think you've given me the inspiration to start a sports uh, podcast. And it's going to be called Top of the Third. Top of the Third. Top of the Third. So more like all sports or are you just going to focus on something? Yeah, it's going to be all sports, but it's all casual. It's all like, it's not stats. It's not like anything. It's like all just buzzworthy, uh, casual fan shit. And the reason why I call it top of the third, if you're like, hey, what top of third? What what do you mean? It's it's I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge avid baseball fan. And I feel that casual fans show up at the top of the third. They don't get there at the opening pitch. They don't get there for the top anthem. of the third is the third inning, right? Yes. Okay. So people like when you go to a game and you get there early for like batting practice and then the national anthem and then like uh, the first, the opening pitch, and then you'll look into the parking lot and you'll see people just finally getting there at the top of the third. 
So it's a it's a podcast for the casual fan. You guys, be in on be on the lookout for that. Top of the third. That should be pretty good, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited. Tot three podcast. See, I would I would totally love to do that, but just like do anime. Like, do it. No, I can't have cool guests like you on. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's the thing. Like, and, and and I'm a curmudgeon. So uh, the short panel and handsome podcast is basically 30 minutes of me just talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's not a bad thing. That's for sure. No, I just I I don't get along with people, and then I don't like people in my house. Basically, um, and then top of the third is he lives with his parents, my in laws, with his mom. Yeah, I'm fucking. My mom doesn't allow me to have friends. It's okay, dude. It's okay. It's not like I want to bring everybody to my house either. Yeah, I know. Like when you're like, yeah, come to my house. I was like, you just want me to just walk around with my shoes on in your house? Okay. You, you just invited me to your place without even asking me my last name? Yeah, that's crazy. Like I'm dropping pins to <laughs> random people on my friends list. Just if I get, if I become a fucking, what do you call it? A skin suit. <laughs> well, how do you feel about people that do that online? They're just like, hey guys, I'm here all night. Come hang out. And they just post their pin on fucking in the mall or something or like show exactly where they're at and it's like some beautiful hot women i feel like it's a trap a trap i feel like whenever hot women do anything it's like oh it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap i don't know what they're trying to trap me for i got trust issues they got you yeah i yeah that that that's frightening hey i'm i'm working tonight you're like unless it's a strip stripper or a bartender or stripper bartender it's like it's one of those things where it's like what are you doing what is going on now that you have to tell us that you're still here yeah i I don't i don't follow cam girls though bro you're not you're not about the fans only yeah fans only i don't know like i want to do it but i feel like i'm gonna do it i want to so i I got some tasteful nudes where i could just like like can can you do it without nudes i don't think i I think you can but it's just not as powerful it just doesn't profit as much Mm, you mm. gotta you gotta at least throw a tasteful nude in there Nope. Not oh. okay. Implied. Implied nude? Would you do nope. an implied nude? I, I okay. So why did he say no right away? <laughs> uh so uh we have a show coming up. It's called uh, Comic Strip. And basically we're supposed to strip down to whatever we're comfortable with. Oh my god, you're not gonna do anything. Yeah, I'm gonna go Burt Kreischer. Just No oh, wow. I even think you're a little scared of that. I am. <laughs> I don't want to show my titties all all just fucking for free. Fuck it. Do you have big nipples? I don't. I got little nipples. Okay, that's good to know. I got little, little, little fucking fingertip nipples. Gas mask, what is up? What's up, gas mask? Gas mask just said, it's a trap is one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. it's a trap. Uh, Menacide, go ahead and judge this. It's okay. He said, hell no. Let me judge this first. Cheers. Cheers to you too. Thank you for joining. Still appreciate here. you hanging out. Where are you from, Minnesota? Yes, give us some input. Where are you guys at? Do you guys want us to talk about something? Some more? Name a city, city or state. That's what I want to hear. A, fucking a King was like, "Oh, I'm in the Midwest somewhere. None of your fucking business. Can't find me." No, he didn't say he is in California. No, he's first. from California, but he's lost in the Midwest somewhere. Well, leave him lost in the Midwest. I'm Out. pretty sure it's Kansas City. It has to be Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. Wherever, Ooh. wherever Yakov Smirnoff is, that's where he is. That's like one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, now. didn't he just get into something just recently? No? I don't, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen the show King of the Hill? 
Yeah, God damn it, Bobby. Yeah, I love watching. Re, I've been rewatching it. No. Now, now, now I have. No, I have not. I have. I haven't. Now I understand Bobby so much more now. Why is that? Because he the whole time he was trying to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And he meant like he mentioned so many names and stuff. I'm just like, holy shit! Oh, oh dope. It's so cool. Like now rewatching it with the like. The, is it over? Yeah, it's been over for a long ass time. How many seasons? I think it has. Five or seven. Damn. Five or seven. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy, too. Uh, I should, can I spoil anything? Yeah, go there? for it. Uh, are, are you Chinese or are you Julie Ocean? Are you, are you uh, Japanese or are you Ocean? Uh, are you Chinese These or are you Japanese? Japanese. That's right. I'm Lee Ocean. <laughs> That's what it was. Lee Ocean? What ocean? <laughs> are you Chinese or are you Japanese? And I love how his dead grandfather, Cotton, remember Cotton Hill without the knees? Yeah, he, I think he's so, like, yeah. He's the amputee guy who got his shins yeah, knocked out in World yeah, War II. Yeah. I love that show. I've watched it so many times. Anyways, fucking, he can recognize an Asian and tell you exactly what race you are. Like, exactly. He'd be like, no, he isn't. He's Laotian. Aren't you, Mr. Cotton? It's so fucking genius. I love that shit. But yeah, Bobby mentions a bunch of fucking comedians' names in there that I was just like, no way. And that was one of them. It's like Yakov Smirnov is like, now that I've listened to his comedy now, it's just mm-hmm. like, that guy's actually crazy. Like, yeah. it's fucking, I'm a fucking Russian guy who just has a bunch of weird ass jokes about my Russia. life in Russia. Mother of Russia? Nick. <laughs> I walk into airport and see America loves Smirnoff. What a country. <laughs> I'm just like, what? That's it's so dumb but perfect. Like, uh, I don't know. I've gotten into that like very weird humor where it's like basing off of their like ethnicity kind of. Yeah. Cause I've heard a lot of uh the Latin Kings of comedy too. I've been listening to a lot of them too, with like Paul Rodriguez mm-hmm. and uh Felipe Esperanza and mm-hmm. shit like that. Shout out. I wish. They don't care. They're like, you have 266 followers. Give them a shout out for me. (laughs) Oh! That was it. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) Fuck it, I'll take it, right? Counts. Oh, man. Well, um, we've been here for like an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, shit. We're done? Okay. I guess we're not really done. We could just chill. We're just chilling out. We have seven viewers. Thank you, guys. What up, seven viewers? What's up, y'all? Thank you guys for chilling, hanging out. You guys have any questions or concerns? Let us know. I am a Chinese-American, Asian-American stand-up comedian hanging out with a buddy of mine. We're out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, fucking living the goddamn life. I'm a Mexican, guys. He's a Mexican. Pretty Mexican. Mexican. Uh, so last time Josh was on here, he uh, like uh, plugged his uh, Instagram. like. Every- oh, yeah, that's fuck. That's actually what I meant to do. I meant to say that, like, refer to myself in the third person, but the third person oh, okay. being my... My Instagram handle. Just keep saying <laughs> at. Yeah, well, Lloyd Lee, at Lloyd Lee Comedy on Instagram thinks that. <laughs> that would have yeah, been good. Yeah, that's uh, that's my Instagram, Lloyd Lee Comedy. That's L-O-Y-L-E-E Comedy across all of your social media websites and uh, at gmail.com and fucking. You can find them everywhere yeah. with just Lloyd Lee Comedy. Yeah. You could probably look up Lloyd. I think we did that last time, right? Just look up Lloyd Lee, L-O-Y-L-E-E, and you'll find me at some point. You were, yeah. You were the main search until we saw that other guy. And yeah. You were just like, that story was hilarious. They're like, oh, we went through a whole debacle just to get each other's thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird when you email like Loy Lee 
at Hotmail. Loyly uh, at Hotmail emails Loyly at Gmail, and they're two different people. And you're like, I don't. What fucking dimension don't, do I live in? Don't fuck with either of them. Yeah. It's a. No, it's actually like one of those uh, parallel universe things here on one universe. In Albuquerque, land of enchantment. We live in fucking Narnia, bro. Gas mass said Oregon, Coast Newport, grew up near Paramount Cali. Oh, Paramount. Paramount. Dope. Dope. You hood as shit, homie. Uh, I like Ron White as a comedian. Sebastian Maliscalco does funny body movement and stuff. Getting get the gas mask. That's what's up. <laughs> I, I've noticed that, too. There's been some times where I just, like, try to, like, throw some kind of, like, flamboyant movement or something just to try to make the joke hit more or something. Yeah. You ha- like, I, I think that that's what I, I don't do well is I don't do body movements only because, uh, you know, especially now, like, for me, I don't... I, it takes me, I don't want to say takes me longer to get comfortable, but it takes me longer to get comfortable. If I'm doing a five minute set, like I'm not comfortable. Like You're not here, trying to here's a joke. Here it is. But like when I know I'm doing 45 to an hour, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Get in the fucking. Start, tell, start telling more stories yeah. with your hands. That, that, that's my Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> fucking get in. There you go. If you guys have not seen Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, the one you got to watch is, uh, aren't you embarrassed? Fucking hilarious. Good. That shit is his master's piece. That's sick. Yeah, I said master's piece because, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's past tense. No, it's uh, master's piece. So as at, like Masons back in the day, the ones that are making cathedrals and oh shit. Oh my God, don't get me started with this. Oh, I'm so, what? I'm so scared of the Illuminati. No, no, Freemasons and Mason, Freemasons and Illuminati are two different things. No, they're not. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I know, I've seen that on you all the time. Yeah, I'm just like, God, how cool is he? No, I am not. I, I'm a Freemason. Um, you know, free and accepted Mason. How of, is that even possible? Of the, of the DC, uh, District of Columbia jurisdiction, Justice Columbia three, shout out, what's up, homie? So you obviously know some stuff. No, we're not the Illuminati. We're you just, know. we're not an Illuminati. Okay, so first of all, first of all, the Illuminati is not going to get a fucking comedian. They're not going to admit me, right? They find no value in me. You know how I know? Because Illuminati has not approached me whatsoever. That's how I know. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, so. As a as a Mason back in the day, uh, like in order to become a master, right? Like a master, you actually had to create a piece that uh, allowed you to pass. Like, oh, this this piece of work has demonstrated that you are you have mastered your craft so now you become a master a master's piece a master's piece yeah so people call oh oh this is your masterpiece no a master's piece is the piece of work that allows you to step into being a master and where people think like a master's piece like oh this is the pinnacle of your career no no this is the beginning of your career okay yeah that's why i said master's piece master's piece everybody yeah. We're learning so I'm much I'm not in the Illuminati, bro. You know how I know I'm not in the Illuminati? Because you're in the Illuminati. Because I'm in fucking Albuquerque. That's <laughs> that's the home of the Illuminati. How do you not know this? We've created so much crazy shit here for the Illuminati. The internet was created here. Okay. The nuclear bomb was created here. Okay. The nuclear bomb was tested here. I know. Fucking tell. Fucking hills have eyes. There's alien fucking research that does. Is done yeah, but here. it has nothing to do with the Illuminati. Two national labs, not one, two. 
Why would there be two national labs here? So you, oh, so that's what it is. You, since I'm flashing around this Freemasons ring, everyone's like, oh my God, he's Illuminati. I just want you to be like uh, close enough to me that you at least let me into the bunker when shit goes down. You're going to be like, I know this guy. He's cool. He had a podcast. He let me on a few times. <laughs> yeah. Cause they would be like, hey, uh, this dude, <laughs> you uh, know, you know people, right? You get, they'll give you five free tickets. Come on, man. <laughs> let me get somewhere. Come on. Uh, hilarious. Uh, we got an open mic at the bunker. I need to um no man i think that's that's the crazy thing like i had a conversation with my mom about being a freemason right and uh the, the crazy thing is like masons freemasons have lodges in literally like every fucking town in in like every city so every you town ha- have you been to this chapter over here? i haven't been um are you looking for it no, no, no i i know that there's a bunch of lodges out here i just um it takes away from my comedy uh-huh. and you know like to be a mason you gotta uh, do like ceremonial dances and shit yeah, it's it's old it's old school ritual. It's like shit that like the president of the United States did back in like fucking seventeen hundred. Like the Illuminati. I think the Illuminati is older, but they don't let me in, into these things. They did it. Like what? you know the Bohemian Grove. Oh yeah, that's not us. That's, that's fucking you not. guys. That is for sure. I not saw us. that sign there. You went to Bohemian Grove. I saw it in a video there. <laughs> Uh, on the internet, totally not superimposed. <laughs> it was there. It's probably. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just know that I'm. Uh, we are not. We're just a charitable organization. What do you think of owls? Um, the they scare me. That's what they think. I'm just kidding. I'm getting. Did you ever watch like uh, Clash of the Titans, the 1980, yeah. the 19 fucking 76 version? Yeah, it's like papered mache. Yeah. yeah, the owl always fucked me up. In the head. Well, at the Bohemian Grove, supposedly there's a ceremony where they burn an owl. Yeah. Well, they burn something in front of an owl. Yeah, yeah. The owl's called Moloch. Okay. It's very ceremonial. Oh, so thing. you got the fucking names down, bro. Dude, I was so deep in conspiracies when early fucking 2010. So this is this is what I think in generally, like, the Freemasons are not the Illuminati, but I'm not saying the Illuminati uh, weren't at some point members of the Freemasons. They weren't? I'm not saying I don't know. Like it would make more sense that they go, "Oh yeah, I'll join the I'll join the fucking lodge." I honestly feel like it's one of those things kind of like religion where it's like we're that we're this big massive religion and then we're like, "Yeah, we're not really into what you're doing. Let's go ahead and switch off." And then you end up getting Roman Catholics and then, "Oh, we're not really that mm. great either." Oh, now you get Jehovah's Witness, now you get like Baptist and you get all these subgenres where that's where it kind of leads to now with the conspiracies of the Illuminati, the Freemasons, and whatever else. The Have you ever heard of the Skull and Bones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of society or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're connected. I just think the people, the people that are in one might be in the other as well, but organizationally, they're not the same. Maybe. Who knows? I, I know. They're not the same. See? Ah! <laughs> Dude, I know. They're not the same. He just totally just threw out some evidence that <laughs> it might be connected. No, I'm saying they're not the same. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay. I mean, I mean George, there, there, there are paintings of George Washington wearing his Masonic uh, attire, his regalia, if you will. And that's, I mean, that's not hidden. Well, know? I think, isn't it that Luminati and Masonry comes way further than that too like it kind of relates to like 
Judeo-Christian and like the way religion works too? So uh, I, I don't think that I can actually... He um, can't tell me the secrets. He can't say it. No, I'm just not there. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> he hasn't been initiated yet, yet either. I'm not in the bunker yet, bro. He's I'm not, not in the bunker. You know, uh, they say that uh, we are more or less, the traditions are, uh, are descendants of, um, is descended from the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar, uh, the history goes that uh, they were making most of their money uh, transporting safe travel between, like, England and France, like, Europe and Jerusalem. You know, uh, the Christians, they were uh, basically escorting them because okay. it's dangerous, right? Yeah. So they're just making all this money. And um, and then on Good Friday, the in Paris... They were um, people were revolting because they were poor and they were starving. So the Templars escorted the king into their into their fortress, and then the king already bank basically bankrupted the kingdom. That's why people were starving. That's why people were revolting. And he saw all the money that they had. And then when when the re revolution kind of went down and he was safe, he turned on the Templars and was like. Fuck it, you treason. You guys are treasonous. That's why the Catholics basically hate us and have always hated Freemasons. And okay. yeah, nice example. Okay, I didn't know. And and I'm kind of like I'm cobbling the shit together. I I don't have there's this is nothing that I've learned through my masonry. It's everything that I've learned through history. Okay, so Just, yeah, when you went through masonry, yep. what did you learn? I learned how to uh, become a better man, how to subdue my passions and be more charitable, how to be more aware of like my fellow brother, uh, both Mason and human, and um, just uh, to do what I can as long as it doesn't injure myself or my family. So do you accept me even though I'm not a Mason? I accept you as a friend, yes. I just, I just want to make sure we're cool because like, I'm getting freaked out here. <laughs> You're telling me all this crazy stuff where you just like... So I drive a Forester. Like, I don't think anybody in the Illuminati would be driving a fucking Forester. I think the most elite in the Illuminati drive the most inconspicuous, no, unnoticeable. Wow. I like how I went from a Freemason to the Illuminati to elite Illuminati. Hey, I think if you were, like, top of the food chain, you inconspicuous. A, for, a Forester. 2016. Fucking crushing it. He knows, dude. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, again, the conspiracy nut in me is just, like, totally freaking out with the ring all the time. But, I mean, that's just... So you've been seeing this. Like, I, I wear a ring, and it's a, it's a fucking pinky ring. It has the, uh, as the uh, square and compass. Um, on it, it's the Freemason. I mean, look it up. You have a you have a Freemason lodge in your town. You probably have a bunch of them. Albuquerque has like seven of them, eight of them. Okay, and it's just a bunch of guys that come together to ba both basically become better men. Like learn, like uh, it's a fraternity, and uh, we drink and eat and be merry basically. While at the same time, try to figure out how to be. Uh, how to improve our community. That sounds like a cult. It's a fraternity. A fraternity? Yeah. yeah, fraternity. So you guys, like, get drunk and, like... Not in the lodge, but, yeah, it's like uh, at any point... The, the, the great thing about being in this specific fraternity, and I think a lot of fraternities where you kind of, like... I, I, I've never had to have met you. But I know if you are in this fraternity, then there's like there is a level of expectation. There's a level of, like of accordance where you can like I've just met you, but I'm super comfortable with you. 
And just because I just know that you hold yourself to a specific standard. And uh, that's the beauty of it. So when I have, like, I haven't reached out to any lodges here, but when I have traveled, uh, when I do travel, it's like, if I have an extra day off, uh, I'll, I'll ring up the the lodge, the local lodge and be like, hey, I'm in town. This is what I do. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go hang out. <laughs> yeah, it makes it seem like uh, uh, being a Freemason, you'd be like calling up the local lodges when you move into a new place. Be like, hey, so where's the safest place to move in? Where's less crime? Yeah. Well, the, the beauty of my situation here, like I think I would have like realistically i would have like if i didn't have in-laws in here and like already a place to stay and already the plans yeah i would have been like hey i'm planning to move out here um do you have like a brother that's a realtor or do you have a brother that's like <laughs> what that's scary no. don't say terms like that a brother yes okay because it, it makes it sound like uh like more of a connection in a way where like we had to slit each other in the hand and, and have a handshake like we had to blood oh so you've seen it Oh, dude, see what I'm saying is like. Is so you've like, done this before. That's dope. Yeah, but it was like. Yeah, see, if you look at this line, it's right there. That's when you. Yeah. Literally, and then just being like, we we made a deal. No, it's not shaking. It's 2020. We fucking high five. Cut your hand. Fucking high five. High five. Slap the goat. High five. Wait, what? Brother. Yeah. Just kidding. Did you say goat? That's the best way. <laughs> see, and that's what makes it even more satanic. You just said goat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, weird. That's some Illuminati shit right there. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the big thing. So I had a conversation with my mom. My mom found out that uh, I was a Mason, and she was like, "That's the devil." Yeah, basically, she saw like two YouTube videos. It was <laughs> like, "Oh, I know everything about it." So uh, a little bit about me. My my godfather, uh, somebody that I really respected as a man growing up. Um, he was a Mason, and he used it more so as like kind of like a Rotary Club, a Lions Club, Knights of Columbus, that kind of thing, like a community or. And um, and one of the things about being a, a Mason and joining the uh, Freemasonry is that we don't recruit. Like if you want, like the saying is, to be one, you have to ask one. So like you, the first step is to be like, hey, Lloyd, I, I want to know more about being a Freemason. Can you can you explain it to me? What have I been doing this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't I mean yeah You've been asking me But you haven't asked me How to join Or how to be part of one You're just like I just want your ancillary benefits um, So you know When I told her I was like oh Like so the way I breached the topic Was like hey Out of curiosity Do you know Which lodge My godfather was at Cause she knows You know And she was like I don't know what you're talking about And I was like oh Do you remember his ring You know he had like a nice Gaudy ring And she goes Oh that's what that is Oh I know everything about that and I was like, oh, you watched one YouTube video. You know everything about Freemason. Okay. And then um, I told her I was a Freemason. And um, I had you, the big thing you have to explain to is like, we are not, it, the Freemason is not a religion. It's not a religion. It's not a cult. It's not a religion. Uh, it's, it's a fraternity of religious men. So it doesn't matter what religion you are, but you have to have a religion. You cannot be um, an atheist. An atheist. And, that's and that's the, very discriminative. And the big thing is like, I thought you're learning values and stuff. Of though. course. And the big thing is like, if you don't have a, a high, a, 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 like a idea of like higher, a higher being, then how can we trust your word? Like you can just, you know, uh, we swear on a Bible, you know, all of that. <laughs> if you don't believe in something higher, then how can your word really be anything? Yeah. So, so you know, the big thing is like we are, we are men of religion, 
that come together for charitable or for charitable reasons. And we do, you know, I don't know what the the Grand Lodge of um, of, of New Mexico or the Albuquerque do, but I know in D.C. we did a lot of great work, a lot of community outreach. Um, we do we do a lot of things. So um, and once you become a Mason, then you can actually there's appended appended bodies like Shriners who run the Shriners Hospital. And basically it's a children's hospital that um, when admitted, the children don't have to pay anything. Okay. You know, anything that they need is taken care of. Um, we do a lot of that. Uh, so Shriners are part of the Freemasons? Yes. So this gets weird. This gets kind of, when people, when I explain this to people, people kind of get weird. But um, as a Mason, you become in as level one, entered apprentice, and then you become a second, and then the third is your master. You become a master at the third level. With a robe and a cloak. No. And your eyes cut out, little eye holes. That's the KKK. <laughs> no. I think that's that's the Ku Klux Klan. I don't. Those are not the same thing. It's a um, Halloween costume. <laughs> so f- Freemasonry is, is three levels, and then the appended bodies, whether it be Knights of Templar, Scottish Rite, um, York Rite, or um, um, or Shriners, that's level four through thirty-three. Did you just say four through thirty-three? Correct. How? Thirty, technically thirty, uh, realistically thirty-two. Thirty-three is an invite only. How do you get? Okay, so obviously I'll never be able to get to thirty-three. But so is it like jujitsu? You just have to work your way up the belt yeah, rank. Yeah, yeah, there's like there's different lessons you have to learn and be able to understand and comprehend and stuff like that to move up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm still in the blue lodge. I'm still level three. You know, I'm a, I'm a master mason, and I master. I am a master mason. Damn, but still only level three. Mm-hmm. Damn. So yeah. you're not. You can't turn water into wine yet. I mean, I I'm a brew like I'm trying to be a cicerone. So yeah, I, I can do that, master brewer. But that's not like. I mean, that's not the mason I, way though, right? I've got I've got a brew kit at home. <laughs> I can turn that water into fucking beer. That's close, right? <laughs> Takes a couple fucking weeks. Maybe it gets done somehow. I mean, it do it. Um, Legally insane says L M A O. You two are hilarious. You work <laughs> off each other very well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I really do. I fucking hate this guy, but he's got all the cool. He's got all the equipment and Twizzlers. This is the first time I met him. Yeah, I don't know where. Where am I? Oh. What is this guy? Um. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're we're not we're not the Illuminati. Uh, that well, I get it. I mean, it was just one of those things back in the day when I first saw the video. They did. Uh, it was talking about the Illuminati, but they showed symbols of those. Yeah. So that's where they. That's where it kind of associates it with. So yeah, I think that's kind of well. You know, the Catholic Church is very anti Freemasonry, and that that basically stems from the Knights of Templar, and that also like, if you look at it, um, it's it's very known that I think, don't quote me, um. There's a, a a large chunk of the American presidents, U.S. presidents, were Freemasons. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, and, like well, that's where that society too, that's skull and bone society. That a lot of them were part of that as well. Yeah, I feel like that's a college thing. Like that started at college. Like, yeah, that's a fraternity. Yeah, it's a fraternity. Um, but those those are separate. Just because you could be in skull and bones and not a Freemason, you can be a Freemason. I'm a Freemason. That was never in skull and bones. So you could have been like in three of them if you wanted to. Illuminati, I, I guess so. I don't know how it all works, but yeah, sure. I don't. But just because you're all three doesn't mean all three are the same. Okay, does that make sense? I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like you. It's like if you were like, oh, I go to the same venue, 
but I do comedy and a musician, so I'm just an entertainer. Technically, so, yeah. you're not. You have both of the titles to do at different times. Yep, yep, yep. Sure, I guess that works. That makes sense. That's a, that's an analogy we all can understand. So yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco, his <laughs> his master's piece is uh, is aren't you embarrassed? Uh, Gas masters like all clubs are about swinging influences among members. You know, circle jerks uh, riding the scapegoat, and then the grand uh, architect. Yep, grand architect. God, basically, whatever you want to call him, God. Uh, the legally insane said this Freemason topic is good. Keep it going. Uh, okay, so if you guys are really, really curious, I think the best documentary that's out there um, is don't go and watch YouTube videos. Don't watch YouTube videos. It's on Netflix. It's like becoming a Freemason. I think is what it's called. Uh, Why becoming a Freemason? I think that's what it is, and it kind of follows. Like it, I got two or three episodes in, and it's kind of like. The, uh, they're kind of following a couple people that are just joining and um, it takes place in England and their Grand Lodge is like they it's it's pretty it's like a fucking mansion yeah. it's a school it's well, a school that, that's where I came you know in DC we've got a fucking amazing buildings but they uh, I'm looking at their um, their traditions their rituals are uh, a lot more um, involved than what I'm used to Okay. You know, um, yeah. So, but if you guys want to watch it, Netflix, I think it's called Becoming a Freemason, and it's like a series. It's like five or six episodes, and I think the first three episodes like really, really good at like showing you um, kind of my experience in becoming a Freemason. They don't tell you any like when I became a Freemason, um, it started with an email. You know, I had to ask a, a lodge, being like, "Hey, I'm interested." Um, Here's my contact information. And then somebody called me and we had a conversation. He, want, he wanted to know more about me. You know, just, just a random ring. It was, yeah, it, it was. And we had a great, a great talk. Uh, he was the worshipful master of the lodge. And um, so basically the, the head guy, the, the president of the lodge, which is a year term. What's it? What was the title again? Worshipful, worshipful master. Worshipful, worshipful master. Yeah. Jeez, that sounds so weird too. Like the titles, they sound so like, you know. It's formal, and a lot of the a lot of the rituals we use like kind of old English. It, some of it's like super clumsy and, and clunky, but Sar, Sar there the dragon. There's no dragons, but yeah, <laughs> but more so it's like where cometh thee? You know, like maybe not that bad, but it's like you know, it's the the words are clumsy, and the thing is like you have to learn the ritual as it is. Like you can't change it because what happens if I change it? Then I teach it to you, changed, and then you change it a little bit, and then. You know, in four years, it's nothing like it's original. So the way that we do the the way that we say our speeches and stuff is exactly the way it was when like George Washington was doing it. So like yeah, like whatever, exactly the same words and yeah. everything spoken in theory. And this this is one of the funny things that rattled around in my head. It's like if I were to time travel, <laughs> do you really I, think it would be the same? It would be close enough. I think it would be close enough to where I would be okay. That's how like that's how old and clunky it is, and that's it's difficult to when you remember because as a comic like we don't remember word for word we just remember like oh this is you just say like topic sure. phrases yeah, yeah th you say this say that say this but this is like no 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 it's this word this word this word this word nine hundred times you know like it's 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 not easy it's difficult for me because I freeball everything legally insane says being a Freemason sounds badass I think um. 
you know, we do it to become better men. We do it to, to, to better our communities. We do this to better our families. And um, one of the ancillary perks, but should never be the, the main reason, is like, yeah, I've got an amazing network of brothers that uh, I know will look out for me. Um, I could call up the lodge now and be like, hey, I'm here now. I am having this situation. Can you help, help out? Can you help out? And it could, you know, I know that's super general, but I mean that generally like, Hey, I'm having issues with this. Uh, and then they'll have a brother call me and just be like, Hey, you know, that's, it's so fucked up is it makes me seem like, okay, so me and you go to a car dealership and we're like trying to buy a car, but yet you have this ring and the other guy has a fucking Freemason ring. So there goes the car deal of the century when I get middled because I'm not a brother. I mean, oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, and, and that's one of the things, like, I bought my car from a brother. See? See? And not because, not for any reason, but other than, like, I want to know that I'm being taken care of. It's not because I got a good deal on it. I know that I'm just getting, I'm not getting screwed over. So you, so, hey. What's up, you, y'all? Hey. Thank you for that follow. I appreciate that. Who is it? I can't read it. Mausian, I think it said. Oh, dope. Mouse-ian, I can't really pronounce that i didn't see it too well but thanks for the follow i appreciate that thank you thank you loyally comedy go on instagram go, go to the youtube if you're on your playstation and you can actually interact in the chat as well dope so let us know so the big thing is yeah for me it's like i know that it, there's a difference between like t- taking advantage t- being taken care of and getting taken advantage of you know what i mean like and the thing is i know that i'm just being taken care of like i know that um He's going to be as honest as he possibly can with it. Okay. He'll be like, just let you know, bro, they smoked in this car. Yeah. Or like they're charged, like you should probably not buy this car. You know, something like that. Yeah. Like I just know that I'm going to be taken care of as best as I possibly can. Um, and then, you know, that's, that is one of, one of the things is like, A, any city I go to, I know I got a drinking buddy. I'm like, I'm on the road an okay amount. You know, maybe not so much when I'm here, but when I was on the East Coast, I was on the road a decent amount. And nothing is more lonely being on the road as a comedian, being like, Thursday, I'm here Thursday. I've got nothing to do until, you know, Friday. And you just call up a lodge, email the lodge and be like, hey, you know, can you just shoot out an email? Whoever wants to meet me at this bar, you know, this hotel bar or whatever. And you've got brothers to hang out with. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's a fraternity, but like exactly what a fraternity is supposed to be, not like a college fraternity of like raping. Ha- yeah, yeah, don't fucking rape. That's for sure. <laughs> Hazing. Um, yeah, it's and it, it, it also gives me something to strive for. For yeah. me, it's like being able to do these rituals. You know, these rituals have been done for since the 17, 16, 1600s, 1700s. And it's like I'm part of something significantly larger than me, you know, Um as a stand-up comedian, I'm always by myself, driving, you know, doing, you go, you go to the venue, you do your comedy, you go home, it's fucking lonely to know that I've got brothers that have, that have done exactly the same ritual with me, has, can do the same speeches as me, like, it's, it, it feels good to know that you're not alone. Okay. Does that make sense? Kind of, because I mean, I, I get the sense of like, the brotherhood thing where you got kind of know... No matter what you do or what happens, you always have like some kind of saying or value or some kind of yeah. thing that you can kind of refer to. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if you're feeling sad, you're feeling powerful, you're fearing vulnerable, anything. You're just like, oh, whatever was taught to me or is said to me, I can remember or reminisce on because yep. it's like a value or a moral. It, it, you know, and I don't want to discredit 
military, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you're a ranger, I'm a ranger. You know, like that's all you have to say. You're like, oh, bet. You know, he's letting you know that I'm not alone and you know that you're not alone. Like it, it's that good feeling of just being part of something bigger. Yeah, I get you. Because yeah. there, there are the like, I kind of feel bad when I do say that joke when I'm just like, you know, the whole four yeah. year. Because it, yeah. it, it's kind of offensive to people that have put a lot of time into the military and feel like they've been there for a long time. Yeah, but that's fine because that's the joke. You know, like that's the joke. But you're fine. Um, so, but okay. So that that's the thing though. I have the new tagline after it where I'm like, uh, does anybody remember seeing their first penis? Someone else's first penis. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, I, I heard that tag. Does anybody do, remember? Yeah. Don't give that tag away. They got to come see you to hear that tag. Well, but you you get what I'm saying, I though. I feel like that makes it even more offensive now. Like, oh, great, this guy's talking about being gay in the military. We're not all gay. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. All right. Well, just see, that's, that's, that's the beauty of comedy is like learning the ins and outs of what's acceptable and what's not. And you're, you know, when you get down the road further, you'll be like, oh, all of your jokes are hacky as shit. You know, that's just the thing that we come to realize. Like, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was back then. You know, I'm glad I've gotten better. That's, that's, you know, that's that you, good. You're always improving yourself. Like Freemasonry, you're always improving yourself. You that, know, that's good ambition to have. Like, yeah. you know. You're always better than the last time. It's it's one of those things. The reason why, like, when you go home and your parents, like, for the holidays, and your parents bring out like the box of your elementary school shit, and there's like paintings and hand turkeys and fucking macaroni necklaces and shit's embarrassing. You don't want to see that shit. But could you imagine if literally everything you do is saved in a box and you can just see like, oh, kindergarten, first grade, fucking eighteen years old, twenty five years old, like. You can see you progress. Okay, so that saying that though, it kind of is fu- the future now because people that were born in like two thousand and what five even? have never known anything without digital photos. Yeah, yeah. their their whole history has been mapped out, even mm-hmm. from a baby. Some mm-hmm. of those people have a, have had profiles since they were fucking born. Yeah, so that's crazy to think about that. They'll always, even if you wanted to know the aspect of someone else's life, you pretty much can now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that I grew up in the 80s. Fuck, I lie about everything, bro. Like, <laughs> all, you can't prove shit. <laughs> you gotta go fucking find microfiche in like uh, fucking newspaper articles and shit. I'm fucking lie about everything, bro. Yeah, that's crazy to think about too, right? You can't really just go look and find out things about certain people anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, you know, uh, I wrestled in high school one year and um, yeah, I know. I was fucking amazing. I, I was third in the region, fourth in the in the state. What was your weight class? One nineteen. What's up, dog? Let's go. What's up? Let's do this. I'm fucking one fifty five right let's now. I'll fucking sit on you, bro. Super class. Let's do this. <laughs> catch weight. Catch weight. We got, we got something. Um. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I tried to look up. You know, I just wanted to prove that I was fourth in the state. Um. And I couldn't find the newspaper clipping. Damn. Like, I literally went to the local newspaper website, and it... It didn't go that far. It didn't go that far. It wasn't archived that long. Yeah, and it was, like, one of those things where, like, I called them up, and I was like, hey, do you have, you know, these years, blah, 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 and that's what we're looking for, and they're like, yeah, we don't go back that far. So, literally, that shit is gone. So, I was like, I was second in the state. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. You fucking just lie. Second and a half. It's even worse now, too. You can fucking make up your own uh, Wikipedia page and just be like, yeah, I made it second twice. Twice in the same year. Nobody's <laughs> ever done that. I've champed three weight classes. You know what happened is that like you went to one school, failed, and then went to another school in another district and competed there. Yeah, that's what you had to do back then. Like, you, you, like now... <laughs> Remember, like, there's always these high school, there's always these 80s and 90s movies where, like, the kid fucked up in one school and then showed up in another school and was, like, lied about everything. <laughs> like, that don't, like, you can't do that now. You're like, oh, oh, you're from that school? Dope. That never happened. Uh, Boom. Uh, <laughs> lies. Yeah, so. Um, That's kind of beautiful. I love that analogy, too, because I feel like my high school career, my high school life was that. All through, like, my freshman through junior year, I was a nerd. So shitty. Like, I was a gothic nerd. Always wore in black. Straight up. You can kind of see the hair now. But, like, trip pants, the dumbest shit ever, dude. Ever. Jenko Jenko jeans, just just hair covering one eye. Fucking hate it here, mom. So I went to Los Lunas High School. Okay. But then my parents were kind of like drug addicts and stuff. And I asked my grandpa if I can go spend my last year of high school with him. In Taos. And I went there and I re-evaluated. Reinvented. Totally, dude. Yeah. I became the prom king. That's dope. How the fuck, dude? It blew my mind away that I actually had that much. So ever since then, my confidence and like level of like my who I am now is just built so much more now because like how that happened. And I think that's like super important. Like I, I... I moved around. I went to three high schools in four years, you know, and then like, um, yeah, you, every year you're just kind of like, oh, like you can course correct. And especially back then, like, or, you know, at that age, you're course correcting hard. You know, you, you're always known at your first schools. Oh, you're the goth guy. Even if you cut your hair and wore a suit, everyone's like, fuck this goth guy. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm not even, I don't have piercings. Like, fuck that goth guy. But then you move and you're like, oh, this is who I want to be. And you can like literally change who you want to be. And you move again and you're like, oh, and you start to like define, better define right. of who, yeah. Because I technically was kind of the same person. Like, I still was goth with all the piercings and stuff, but they saw it as a cooler sense. They were like, mm. oh, look at this guy we don't really have a lot of these kind of guys here he's he's cool like oh and he plays guitar fuck i wanted to do that cool because now i can now i've got a template now i can see somebody that does that and that's always crazy to think about that's why i moved to albuquerque i just need to do (laughs) it you're just like i just need to i'm not even a comedian i've never done comedy before this literally this guy had more hype when he got here than anybody i've ever seen right now. what do you mean how do you figure dude okay so like the very first time i saw you was at founders and royal introduced you from like oh this guy's amazing he's a out-of-state guy uh he's he's done some cool stuff not really hyped as much as i thought until the next night i think you were at uh the raw and sauce but that's when we ended more people found out about you hmm. and it got more hyped and now I'm, I'm just assuming in my sense you're a pretty hyped comedian now because of your like not saying you're reinvented but you're like yeah, the uh, credentials you have from where you came from and what you've done everywhere else, we're just like, holy shit, holy shit, compared to everyone else here, hasn't mm, done mm, any of that mm, shit. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I, th- I think that I have not reinvented my image or anything, but being in Albuquerque has definitely helped me, uh, excuse me, has helped me, like, um, find my groove again you know i lost it i lost the happiness when i'm when i moved when i was in dc i was fucking miserable uh the comedy scene just wasn't um i wasn't getting the i wasn't making the movement that i thought i could be and i felt like i was being held back so coming here not only am i 
feeling better, I feel like I'm improving. Like I'm more confident in writing and putting out new bits and stuff like that. So yeah, I've reinvented myself a little bit. That's crazy. I'm fucking the happy loy. Find your fucking happiness, guys. If you're not happy, find your fucking Albuquerque. That's true. Well, I don't know. I, I'm, it's not that I'm not happy here, but I feel like I'm stuck here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got stuff and you've got obligation and that's fucking difficult. And every day, like I tell my wife, you shouldn't do this, people. But I tell my wife literally as often as I can is like, if we weren't together, if you leave me. I'm fucking living in a van. I'm taking, I'm taking our savings. I'm taking half the savings. I'm buying a fucking van. I'm living in a van. She hates that when I say that. But, but, um, but that makes sense, though, because you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. It's like I don't want to be fucking tied down to, like, out, out of all the places that I've lived, uh, all the places I've visited, this is, there's no place that I was like, oh, I got I to gotta set roots down here. Like, everything's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, Albuquerque is cool. It's, I, I like it. But it's like, is it, like, there isn't a place on my list like I have to live here. You know, Vegas is dope. Uh, LA is dope, but it's expensive. DC, I fucking hate. Uh, everything above DC is fucking horrible weather. There's no place I want to live. I think the only real other money marketing badass comedy place would be like Denver and something like that. Maybe yeah. Austin, something yeah. like that. But that's, those places are fucking expensive. Okay. Denver's expensive. Um, Austin's expensive. This is just like no place that I, and as a comic, it's <laughs> comic is like, I just want to be able to be mobile. And then I want to be able to get to an airport and I want to fly to where I need to be and then fly back and live in a fucking van. Yeah. Reinvent yourself. Find your fucking Albuquerque people. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, make your money how you can. I'm, I'm sorry that I, that I, I out hyped you for when I came in here, but, um, we're friends now, right? I didn't want that much hype. Okay. You wanted all that hype. You I still know. That. Okay. See, that's the thing too. He wanted all of the hype. I still it's know. That's the hype I want. I still know that I'm getting there. And like, I love how you kind of put it. You're like, you've been doing this for nine years and you're still kind of getting the groove of it. Mm -hmm. You're still learning how to do it. So mm -hmm. that, that kind of motivates me. It's like, damn, I still have a lot to learn. A lot. Yeah. And I, I think we've had this conversation before, but you know, when you go to your job for the first time, right? New job, show up first day. Like how long does it take you to get actually comfortable to like do your job unassisted and you could do it competently it does take some time take some time so but what's crazy is like some like give me a number like like just for all purposes intended like how long does it take you to be like you do unsupervised you don't have to call anybody you can just do your job how long does that take probably when i first started the job it probably had to take me at least like three weeks three weeks okay let's just say a month right a month, you go yeah. a month you just for easy math so for a month you go uh you work 40 hours 40 80 uh, what is that? 160 hours, right? So you work 160 hours to get comfortable and competent. So 160 hours. Now you go out five times a week at, and you do five minutes each. That's 25 minutes. How many fucking weeks does it take you to get through your first day of eight hour work? Oh, okay. Does it make sense, people? Yeah. So I didn't, so it literally takes me two weeks to just to get to one day. Sure, if that's how the math breaks down. Yeah. You know, it's like you do five sets a week uh, at five minutes each. That's 25, 25 minutes, Yeah. right? And that's a, just one week, so that's 25 minutes. Yeah, 25 minutes per week. So you do 25, 50, 100 minutes. You're an hour and 40 minutes in your first month. So in your first month of comedy, in theory, you haven't even gotten to your lunch break. 
in your uh, first day. Okay, yeah, I see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So you go, okay, whatever the math breaks down to, it takes you like two years, three years to like go, oh, I am competent in comedy. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because uh, there was another analogy of like uh, like uh, the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Like just depending on what floor you're on, you're that's the level of how long it took you to get there. Because like maybe you are at like level four, but there's still like fucking over 157 up there. So it still takes a lot longer of what time it is. So what would we say? 120 hours? 160 hours. 160 160. hours um, multiplied by 60 minutes. That's 9,600 minutes. Divide that by five minute sets. 1,920 sets. And then you divide that by five sets a week. About, yeah. That's 380 weeks. Divide that by 52. So it's, yeah, like seven years. And at this pace, it would take you like seven years to, to get, get comfortable. To get to your first month of work. That's crazy. That's so, yeah, that's intense. To and, and if my math's wrong, it's like, it's somewhere, you get the point. Like It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. You know, uh, and I've been doing it, uh, I think I'm going into my ninth year. So, yeah, I've just gotten competent. I've just gotten like... Oh, this is, I'm in my second month or something, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Cause I'm getting longer sets and I'm doing more, whatever. But you go, Oh, I'm in my second month of, of work. Some people take, you know, 30 years, you know, it's like they've been doing comedy 30 years. You go, Oh, you've, have you even created your master's piece yet? Maybe, I don't know. You know, like that yeah. 30 years in and you go, Oh my God, people would retire. Yeah. But you're not doing Eight hours a day, five days a week. You You're know? doing five minutes or in, for you know, a really yeah. long time. So headliners, if you think about it, headliners, they're doing, uh, let's say, five shows a week. You know, uh, Thursday, one show Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday, five shows a week at an hour apiece. So you're five hours a week, five hours a week, five times four is you're doing 20 hours. So it gets skewed the more you go up. But in theory, you're 30 years in and you are you know you're up and running you're you're good to go so that's where i'm at right now where i'm trying to like oh let me film this shit let me let me let me try to get actual full-time headlining shit like i i need to uh be able to do more time longer time and just just level up nice that's what i'm trying to do people i'm trying to level up i'm trying to super say on this fucking comedy game that's what's up over nine thousand. that's for sure over 9,000! Dude, that's what's crazy to think about, too. Like, you're going to start working on your special and stuff. Like, what ideas are you, like, thinking about? Like, what, where are you going to, like, record it at? And, like, what what, what, what are you going to do? Like, I kind like, um, I, I've seen some ideas, too. Like, I, I, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing this out there, but, like, multiple camera angles. Yeah, for definitely. Okay. Uh, the, way, the way that it works off of the sounds of lapel mic maybe even though you do have a mic still to get proper sound out of that like how does that it all like there's just because uh, I was into film a long time ago as well mm-hmm. too because I have so many fucking dumb skills but that's another thing is like how does the, the filming of comedy work I think it's probably got to be easier right so I think idealistically I, I kind of uh, I have I'm grateful to Albuquerque even though I've only been here Two months. I've been here since basically Christmas. So I've been doing comedy here January, February. I'm going into my third month here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm indirectly grateful to Albuquerque. Like I, I definitely want to film my first 
album here for sure. Um, I kind of don't care where. I've got a couple ideas as far as venues. Um, at this point, I just, yeah, multiple camera angles, um, a lapel mic for sure. And it doesn't matter to me because it, it's going to be my macaroni necklace. You know, it's the first one. Um, it's just my calling card. It's, it's, you're not anywhere until you're somewhere. And this is going to put me somewhere. So I got to be able to um, make it look good, sound good. The jokes, I mean, I'll write new jokes. You know, that's what it comes down to. You, you go, oh, well, the joke's not ready. Yeah, but they've got to be ready enough. That's the problem with it. I think a lot of comics is they say, oh, the joke's not ready. Even headliners are like, oh, I can't do I can't do an hour a year. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I, I don't think that, I mean, musicians, they put out an album a year, right? Yeah. Some dude, uh, one of my favorite guitar players, Buckethead, he puts out at least two to three albums a year shit but you know your your traditional is like every year right yeah. there's a new album every year why because you you don't want to lose relevancy and you're gonna go like oh your favorite artist do you love literally every track off of every album probably not yeah that's true so it's like for me it's like i just need to be able to position myself as pass or fail entertaining oh it's entertaining pass or fail funny you know, whatever. And then you go here, here, here's enough jokes in here where you go, Oh, this album, this, I enjoyed this 40 minutes, this half hour, 40 minutes, whatever it might be. And then, um, just not deal with like this old overarching storyline of, Oh, the joke's gotta be perfect. Everything's gotta be perfect. Everything's gotta be perfect. No, everything has gotta be entertaining. That's it. Why? Because most people, I don't think remember specials. They remember bits. They remember like, oh, that's a funny bit. Okay, great. What album is that off of? Yeah. Oh, it's the one where he's wearing the the blue tux. Okay, but what's it called? I don't know. What, name another joke off that album. Uh, you know? Yeah. So for here, it's like, for me, I think that it, it's, it's bit driven. Like, do I have, in 40 minutes, do I have good, I don't know, whatever the number is, five good bits. Great. There it is. I'm done. Fuck, I don't know. I haven't done it yet, so... <laughs> We're still trying to figure it out. He's yeah. still trying to get it going. I mean, I've got the material. I've got the material where I could definitely do, um, I, I kind of, I don't know the exact timetable and maybe I'm giving this away a little too much, but it's like, I'd be content, I'd be content doing, you know, a new half hour 45 every nine months. Okay. That's where, actually not that bad either. Where it's topical. Cause a lot of this shit, it's like as a comic, you go, Oh, my special, I'm going to do my special in two years. And they go, okay, but the jokes that you're writing that's important now to you won't be relevant in two years. Yeah, you have to keep it relevant. Yeah, so every nine months, I'm keeping relevant, but I go, here, here's some shit that happened nine months ago. Is it one of the five bits that are good? No, but it's like, it's entertaining. Here's five good bits, and then here's some topical shit in between, Whatever, however that breaks down. Okay, and that's going to be kind of like an idea to format. Yeah. Kind of for like making, like you said, they want to remember... When they do remember, it's a bit inside of the special. Yeah. It's very, they're not going to be like, oh, I can recite all of Loy Lee's special. Like Nobody says that. It's going to be just like, oh, yeah, remember that one part. Yeah. And then, you know, even when you listen to the shit on Sirius XM or, or Pandora or Spotify, nobody's listening to the whole album. Here's a bit. Here's a good bit. Here's another good bit. Yeah, you're driving to work. You listen to 20 minutes of it. That's it. Yeah. You're not listening to the whole hour of it. Right, right, right. So I think that we've changed. Yet comedy wants to hold on to the old formats. 
That makes sense. It really does. Like, especially if you're keeping it relevant and everything too, that nine month span is actually kind of, it's not a long time for things to die down. You know, it's, I think nine months is like that sweet spot where things just kind of go like Harvey Weinstein still relevant, you know? And then like, as it, as it drops or whatever the topic might be, we might be done with it. You know, uh, Tupac on the reservation is old now because we live next to the reservation, but in other places, it might still be relevant in three months because they're just now hearing about it. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and you know, um, people who watch comedy, they might not be on, you know, uh, updated. You know, they don't care what's trending. They hear about it when they hear about it. And it might be two months. So in two months, and I drop a special two months after that, it's still kind of in their brain. They're like, oh, shit, did that really happen? And then they go find it or yep. look for it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. That. That's funny. You know, it, and that's the thing. Like, I just want to get all of these jokes out of my head because at this point, um, I want to be like Prince. Prince had a vault, a bank vault installed in Paisley Park, and he filled it with unreleased music mm. it, to the point when when he died, he had it overflowing inside and then just tapes outside of it just in boxes i just want to just here's all of the shit no matter what time period you can hear yep it. you recorded done and then maybe like the simpsons you know what are they 35 seasons in i might be pro pro prolific <laughs> you know we're like oh shit i remember that lloyd talked about that five years ago here here's the bit about that <laughs> thing he predicted the future i mean you can't predict the future <laughs> if you don't have enough content that's very true that dude that is true as fuck like dude how can The Simpsons not predict the future with over 35 seasons? Right? 35 seasons at 22 episodes a season. At right, fucking... We don't need another math equation, dude. Ah, my bad. My bad. I'm just saying mathematically. <laughs> I get it. There's a lot of shit to go through. Yeah. Even little, little scenes. But yeah, how can they not predict the future? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to bore everybody with math. I'm just saying. He hit you with another math one. Uh, Loy, we've been here for two hours now. Is this the longest one? No. Fuck! Close enough, though. I don't uh, want close enough. I want longest. Legally Insane said, you boys need another beer. Funny listening to you both. All right. Well, you know what? This is what we need you to do. Come back next Thursday. We'll have other things to talk about. I appreciate that, man. Everybody who's on right now, thank you guys for joining. You guys should make sure to subscribe. Hit the follow. All that good stuff. You make sure to follow Muse Me TV. Also, Muse Me 137 on the Instagram. Lloyd Lee Comedy everywhere. Social media. You know where it's at. Loyally, this guy's amazing. He's fucking cool as hell. I'm glad um, to have if him. You go, if you follow me on Instagram, Loyally Comedy, just uh, send me a message. Follow me, hit send me a message like, yeah, I saw you on Muse Me. Yeah, whatever. And then uh, we can have this conversation. Yeah. If you want to know more about Freemasonry, ask a Mason. I'm a fucking Mason. A Mason, remember. And technically, I did ask to be on there, but he didn't really get the answer. Yeah, because you have to ask directly. I answered the question you asked. That's, no. that's something that's very Masonic. I will answer the question you ask. Not the question you implied, but the question you asked. See, that 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 makes me even more scared. No, just ask the right fucking question. Good night, guys. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for listening. You Love you. Awesome. Peace Hit out. Hit me with that music, bro. It's been playing this whole time. Oh, I, I haven't it. been listening to it. It's on repeat every five minutes. <laughs>